Okay, everyone, I'm back, and well, we're back. Angela's here, too. <laughs> and I brought my cousin back because we're running out of guests because of the quarantine. So welcome back, Michael Vigil. Hi. <laughs> well, don't sound too I'm enthusiastic, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. I'm glad to be back because there's really a whole lot to do around here. Yeah, it's 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 getting to be a little much. So um, yeah. what I was going to talk to you about initially because we didn't really get too much into it. We'll treat you like a, how do you want to say it? Like uh giving, you can give us some insight as in, into your old history of work. Since it's not something a lot of people know about you're traveling around. Oh yeah. Not, not the sex trade stuff. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He thought that's what you meant. Yeah, he's oh. like, well, which one? That was illegal. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. She doesn't know I do that. Damn it. So for those of you guys that don't know, for a number of years, he was traveling around like a carny doing sales, right? Basically. Yeah, I was doing sales, but it wasn't never at a carnival. So it I wasn't know. quite carny work, but it was, <laughs> similar it process. Was, it was, uh, it was like some Ron Popeil late night, um, you know, 3am commercials that, uh, you see on TV. I don't know if they're still on anymore because I'm usually asleep, but, uh, I would try and pitch people to buy, you know, useless shit for a good amount of money. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, and, and I was, I did quite well at it. I really enjoyed doing it. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun to be able to, you know, bullshit people into buying crap and make money and travel and see things that you normally would not have seen. Um, you know, staying in, in a little town in Colorado or in Arizona. So it was a lot of fun. So how did you stumble across this? How did you end up getting involved in it? Well, there was, uh, I had just moved back to Colorado from, uh, Arizona and, you know, I, I needed some work. So I figured I'll just, you know, do some, find something part time since nobody else wanted to hire me because I didn't really have any skills other than the sex trade. And <laughs> the sex trade. I, I can't do that in public. <laughs> the so. sex trade and there's a lot of marijuana smoking. <laughs> so, so you were pretty so young. Was, so there was not... a trade show going on, and somebody you know, was hiring somebody to kind of help demonstrate demonstrate some products. And um, you know, I, I did it, and I was pretty successful at it for the two weeks that I was doing it initially. And then uh, after that, they're like, well, you know, we, we, we travel everywhere and we, you know, we set up and we do these conventions, you know, all over the country. If you want to, uh, you know, continue doing this, you're more than welcome to. So I did that for eight years. Yeah. So how old were you when you started doing that? You were like 18, 19 or something like that, right? 19, yeah. 19, yeah. Just to put things in perspective, you know, we're old as shit now, so. 
that's right. So when when we say that he didn't have any skills, he didn't have any skills at nineteen, not at forty. Yeah. <laughs> Which you're saying you still don't have any skills? Well, I've gained a couple. Well, this hand and this hand does not qualify as a skill. Well, who says I use my hands now? Oh, you're one of those people with athletes, Dick? Yes. Uh, <laughs> look, I already got kicked out or almost kicked off of Facebook for saying something about that. Well, well, you were the one that came up with that idea when I saw that post. I was like, well, maybe I can give that a try. No, Angela did. Oh, and, oh well, thanks, Angela. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. So now, do you have the big gap between your big toe and your second toe to allow for that? Well, unfortunately, he doesn't you know, need a big gap. I don't need a big gap, so I use my pinky toe and my finger toe. So it's not, it's not really that necessary to you have gotta, that big of a gap. You got to be careful with that pinky toe because those are the ones that get kind of the weird toenail and you might scratch it all off. Oh, you have to shave that first. Otherwise, you know, take the, a file to it. Yeah, otherwise, it's like a second circumcision and. <laughs> You don't want that. Yeah. Do you wear toe socks for protection sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, totally. Those rubber gloves that I had um, the last time I was on. Yeah. You put those on I, your feet? I put them on my feet sometimes, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you got to do what you got to do to adapt, you know? Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were doing this traveling around how many states did you cover i covered 48 48 pretty much everything all of them yeah we never went to hawaii or alaska or yeah we didn't go to canada or mexico or anything like that but we did go everywhere else so explain the process of you know because obviously you were going from one city right into another city right or was there gaps there was gaps in between. Um, so, you know, we would, you know, we'd pack up and, you know, set up for our displays and our little, our booths, so to speak, uh, with all our stuff. And, you know, we would work there. Generally, it was about f anywhere between three days and five days. Uh, and you'd work, you know, eight, almost 18 hours on those days that you worked, mm -hmm. but then, you know, the next place you were going to wasn't, you know, it, most of the time they weren't, you know, a hundred miles or 200 miles apart. They were, you know, 500 to a thousand miles apart. So we would just, uh, you know, pack everything up and then take our sweet time driving to the next place and then, uh, do just keep that pattern going and just keep doing that over and over again. But the places that, you know, we went to in between, you know, gave us time to be able to explore what, you know, this country has to offer as far as, you know, state parks and um, just different things that you would never think about going to go do. Mm -hmm. Like I went to an oak barrel making factory in Missouri one time that was, I thought was going to be, fucking weird but it ended up being really educational and uh they gave you free booze when you left so <laughs> you know I, i'm not a i'm not an expert in this trade but something about making oak barrels and booze just seems like they go hand in hand yeah you know it seems like you would have to drink a lot of booze to get through that trade 
<laughs> you know, I, I, it yeah. can be a horrible assumption, yeah. but that's kind of, it, it seems fitting. <laughs> well, the whole time I was there, I'd be like, fuck, I couldn't work here. <laughs> this job seems really boring. And then if you work there, you don't get booze. But if you go there and visit, you do. Oh, so, yeah. so you just seems, seems like a waste to work there. Full-time visitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My shift always starts at three, lasts yeah. until five. I always leave drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys were doing this layover stuff, would you rent houses or apartments or would you just stay in hotels the whole time? We'd just stay in hotels. Oh, okay. We'd just stay in hotels. Or, you know, if it, if, you know, if there was a state park or something, you know, we had camping gear also. So we would just camp at places that were just kind of off the, off the road. Straight also. up hobo status, huh? Yes. Yeah, like yeah, 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 pretty much. Ever... But, you know, we'd only stay at the classy state parks if they didn't have a fucking shower or a shitter. <laughs> we're not staying there. Like, we'll just, like classy. you know. <laughs> well, I guess our, our little time is being homeless together in Arizona definitely, <laughs> definitely it, prepared you for that situation. It, it definitely helped. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Except a story. Except we upgraded from a tent or from a, um, you know, a, a playground yeah. to an actual tent. that And, and it never burned down. Yeah. So that was so, what we so <laughs> We got to catch people up on this because we didn't talk about this in, a, in the other episode. <laughs> so when we were around 18 years old, we were – both living in Arizona, my brother was there, and we we're around this group of friends, and that's kind of when we I met Angela, so on and so forth. There was a lot of, a lot of marijuana smoking and bad decisions and bad ideas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had places to go, but we chose not to, so we ended up fucking homeless for what, like three about or four a month? Was it? Maybe. Was it? Only? I think it was, it was more. It than was a about month. a month. Yeah, I think it was like two months. It I might have been know. two months. So we ended up homeless for a while. Initially, we were trying to like crash out at friends' houses or something like that, and that worked a little bit. And then we ended up sleeping in a school playground on the slides and playground equipment yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> and then we upgraded and got a tent, and we had a uh, – I'm not going to call him a friend because he was never really a friend to me. But one of the people that we were hanging around got really jealous of our lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem was is that we still had plenty of girls that wanted to come visit us in our tent. And... Yeah. Everybody <laughs> this is this is the classic people we were hanging around with. They thought it was cool that we were all living in a tent, which was horrible. <laughs> so one of one of the people that we were hanging around got really jealous and burnt down our fucking tent one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we went from homeless with a tent to just homeless without. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those are the times that prepared him for his state park traveling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I was I was well prepared. It was so yeah. It was good. You're like, we're moving up in the world. Yeah, and I'm moving up. We went from a playground to an actual park. So so what are the things that you sold so people have an idea? Uh, we sold everything from cheese graters to s toys. Kind um, of toys. 
sushi making devices, uh, salsa making devices, and uh, that's really about it. Oh, and rotisserie ovens. Yeah, what those? They were pretty popular. What were those ovens? Because you never got me one, by the way. Well, I had one. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was, and you never one the, got one for me. I did not. Um, <laughs> you had uh, you had moved to Oregon at the time, and I didn't feel like you needed a rotisserie <laughs> oven. <laughs> so you never got one. So, and, and but don't so, feel so bad. Nobody else got one either. I was the only one, and that was because uh, you know I took it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I I wasn't gonna pay for it. Angela, like if I'm you... selling it, I'm not gonna pay for it. I need what? to know how it works. What did you ask him, Angela? I just wanted to know what kind of toys he was selling. Oh, it's so a remote control, remote control cars, basically. Um... <laughs> yeah, see how disgusting she is. Yeah. I wanted clarity. <laughs> no, not yeah, not those kind of toys. Yeah, yeah. rocket, rocket. You know, even though my work in the sex trade probably would have uh, benefited me selling those toys. <laughs> But I didn't know how to use them, so. You didn't know how to use them? <laughs> so, um, I didn't have a whole lot of people for demonstration for those, so, you know, it, I just took to re remote control cars and things well, like that. you had your boss. He was a fucking asshole, man. Don't tell us how you really feel. <laughs> he, he, did, he, did a, he did a lot of drugs. <laughs> okay so we were talking about alcohol and barrel making going hand in hand mm. state park traveling and selling things and drugs mm. kind of seem to go hand in hand here too if i'm to be perfectly honest with you well sort of sort of <laughs> are you trying to convince me i really me? don't know how the state parks come into play but it just seems like slumming it up <laughs> we weren't selling anything at the state park no so. you were just living there doing drugs <laughs> i wasn't doing drugs <laughs> wait a minute listen want to a drug. yeah whatever <laughs> it's medicine yeah it just took people a really long time to figure that out you can't you can't go from doing a bunch of marijuana and other things in Arizona and then say you became a saint when you became a, you know, a traveling salesman. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Well, <laughs> well you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of worked out that way that, you know, I didn't need all those. I didn't, I didn't do a lot of drugs when I was in Arizona. Don't You're think. a goddamn liar. I tried some. You did but, a lot of drugs. That was our agenda. First thing in the morning. Yeah, we're smoking pot. We weren't like doing shrooms or, you know. Listen to me. I wasn't doing anything else. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a lot of people that seemed to be doing other things. <laughs> People around us were doing things that were that they shouldn't have been doing. Correct. Yeah, but you know, I I I, I stuck with what worked. You know, and there was just definitely alcohol involved too. Booze and marijuana and cigarettes and <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I, I'd say food, but we were homeless and didn't have a whole lot of that. Yeah, that's that's where our priorities were kind of all wrong. <clears throat> you would think yeah. you would think <clears throat> in the morning being homeless that your agenda would be to try to find some food 
And it didn't seem to be going that way because it was like, okay, who's going to, where are we going to get a $20 to buy a bag of weed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I was... mean, even bathing didn't seem that that important at the time until we smelt ourselves. We're like, fuck, we got to go jump in the pool. Yeah. Because we need a bath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, a, there was the occasional bath in my daughter's mom's pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're at five o'clock in the morning with the old people doing everything. With, with the old people and the water around us is foggy because one it's dirty and, <laughs> and soap and chlorine don't mix very well, it kinda of dissolves. So Hey, that is not true. We got in the pool and it looked like somebody threw a dirt clot in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like pig pen in water. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Every brother. time we swam further away, it would just leave a little dust trail behind us of mud. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my brother used to hop in the neighbor's jacuzzi with soap and take a bath during the summer. So it does work. Just ask him. Look, we tried it too. But there's, there's not. it's not really a good smell to come out of a pool smelling like Irish Spring and chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better than smelling like shit but this is a a very like a big red flag in terms of what your fucking lifestyle is when you come out in the public and you smell like chlorine and soap (laughs) you're like i don't know what's happening here but it doesn't (laughs) seem like it's good No, no, no. People just think that you just like jumped in the washing machine. Yeah. (laughs) Tumbling around in there. Yeah. Tumbling around, you know? Yeah. Which now in retrospect probably seems like it would have been a good idea to do. Just, you know, go to the laundromat and, you know, pay a dollar or whatever the hell it is and get one of those big machines that people wash their blankets in and just kind of hang out in there. Yeah. That you would have to go there because they didn't have the center post. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. otherwise that, you're gonna have a pretty reamed out butthole. The, ad, the that's why they call it an agitator. <laughs> <laughs> Your asshole's gonna look like a windsock. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. speaking of these toys that you used to sell, when when Mike. Right before Mike got convinced to move in with me in Oregon, he was in Oregon selling those little radio control cars, which couldn't have costed more than like a dollar for you guys to buy, right? They're about $5 a piece. We were selling them for 30 <laughs> These things look like they came from the dollar store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was a little incident that I remember at said trade show because I was hanging out with him there and there was these two little kids that kept coming over to your booth. That's right. That's right. They, they they kept coming over there because they kept what they just you know their mom was working somewhere doing doing I don't know what the hell she was doing, but she was you know down the aisle selling something else and you know apparently she thought I was the babysitter because I had toys, and I said look if you guys are gonna hang around here you guys have to work you know, and uh, you know I'll I'll pay you guys you know like you know fifty dollars a day or something, whatever you know and then you guys can take some of these toys with you you can you know do whatever you want with them have all the broken ones <laughs> yeah well you know they're they were pretty good about fixing the ones that were broken so they they were they were pretty ecstatic about having the broken toys yeah <laughs> so 
uh, there was a conversation that you had with these children. <laughs> yes, there was. Yes, there was. And it didn't turn out the way I, I, I thought it was going to. So why don't you explain to these people what this conversation is or how it went how, down? <laughs> how it went down is, you know, the, the, the trade show was, was on its last day. And I, I went to go talk to these two you know, these two boys mother. And I said, you know, thank you for letting your, you know, your children, you know, hang out over here. You know, they actually helped me out quite a bit, which they did. They were very helpful. Um, you know, so thank you. And, you know, I'm going to give them, you know, a couple of toys and, you know, they have some money now they can do whatever they want. And she was very happy about that. She's, you know, thanks for watching them. And so I went back over there and they're like, you were talking to my mother. I was like, yeah, I was. Uh, and you know, well, what were you talking about? I said, you know, and I told them, and then, um, were you hitting on my mother? I was like, no. I was like, if I did that, you guys would have to call me dad. And they're like, so? At least we, <laughs> so, so at least we have toys. Yeah. I'm like, oh. So, so basically, these kids are willing to pimp out their mom for some more RC cars. Yeah, they were ready to just sell her out right, right off. <laughs> Sell her what? Her ass? They're, they're going to sell her ass for some toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first time I ever seen children try to pimp out their mom. Yeah. Uh, very I, strange. I was there to verify this conversation. It was kind of shocking. <laughs> I was in the background laughing at them. I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to know. I mean, it was, uh, you know, uh, good information to have, you know, knowing that uh, if you, you know, if you needed somebody's baby mama, all you needed was some toys. Yeah, that seems like some pretty, um, pretty sketch type moves to, to scoop in some, you know, sneak in some pussy. <laughs> Trying try to get close to the kids by bribing them. Well, you know, sometimes, I mean... I've seen people try weirder, weirder things. I, so <laughs> you're like, I don't want nothing to do with raising you guys, but I really yeah. need to get laid. So, so here's here's some video games, or here's some of this. <laughs> Go play in the other room while they try to take a stab at your mom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you out here listening, you know, there's um, you just let us know how well that works out for you. What, yeah, what are you trying to encourage them to do it? <laughs> why, not? why not? It's a good yeah. idea. A good... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have already been implementing that tactic. Well, I'm sure they have too, but you know, I, I, I want to hear some success stories. Yeah. Comment below. <laughs> yes, comment below. <laughs> Tell us all about your, your shitty game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't got a one liner. My one liner consists of video games and toys for the kids. Fuck them. <laughs> Right. I just go up to the lady at the bar and was like, hey, baby, you got any children I could buy toys for? <laughs> you might get kicked out by saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That doesn't seem like a very good tactic to me. Just... 
got the corona. <laughs> it, it may not be a good tactic, but clearly, based off of the way those kids were acting, it seems like it seems, it seems like a really like it, good idea. It seems <laughs> like it's a, a tactic that has some validity to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that might have been the mother's plan to try to get in my pants. You never know. It's like, well, if I put my kids over there and send them to work, then maybe. I didn't see her. Was she good looking? She was, uh, well, she was from Oregon. Oh, so she was a three? She, <laughs> well, she was, she was a solid five. Oregon standards or California standards? In California, she'd be a three. <laughs> <laughs> Does the scale only go one to five or is it a one to ten? Well, it varies. The scale? It, the, the scale varies. From... Considering it's Oregon, the scale needs to be pretty hardy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it really does. At least cause... back then. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, it's been a long time since I've been to Oregon, but, uh, you know, an, an Oregon 9 is a solid 6 anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is a, is a solid 6 in Oregon thinks that they're a solid 10. They think that they're a 10. Which, they all think they're a 10. Which is a even little if, strange. Even if they know they're a 2, they still have the mentality of uh, themselves being a 10 until, you know, you have to remind them and then, you know, things get ugly and... You, or, they start yelling at you, or <laughs> the bus driver has to tell you that was a woman. <laughs> or, or they start telling you that you treated them like a whore. Or you treated them like a whore. Yeah, you made me feel like a whore. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's get into our, our experience with our Oregon women. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, well. Which one do you start off with? I mean, there was... Uh, well, the, not any particular. We don't want to point out people, <clears throat> but just our experience with with our interactions with women in general in Oregon. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm not, you know, by no means am I a 10. <laughs> I'm probably borderline one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I go to Oregon. First off, you know, I grew up in, in Arizona, but I was born in Oregon, but I never... You know, I was out of there by the time I was in kindergarten, you know. So I grew up in Arizona, and things are way different in Arizona than they are in, in Oregon, even still to this day. It's a whole different mentality, different lifestyle. It's just like night and day. So I get to, to Oregon, and I'm like, you know, I'm single. You know, I'm raising my daughter on my own, and I'm just like, things aren't going so well. I'm just trying to get shit together and get it figured out, so... You know, my, my level of expectation on the women <laughs> front was pretty low, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, here's some, here's some, you know, easy opportunities, I guess you can call it. <laughs> and, and I quickly discovered that these easy opportunities had very high expectations mm -hmm. for their, for what they were bringing to the table. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. <laughs> is that is that pretty much how your experience went? Well, sort of. Um, you know, the good thing that I had going for me when I lived in Oregon was that I was white and skinny. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. They, they, and, they like and white they, and, and very they really skinny. like that. So. 
And, you know, even, you know, I've, I've always been a nine, no matter where I'm at. So Whatever. it doesn't matter. <laughs> so. <laughs> nine pounds overweight, you mean? Now? Well, if that is, I didn't say nine what. But <laughs> it, I didn't really didn't have too many issues with, you know, getting women in Oregon, other than the fact that they were complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> explain, explain garbage because we don't want people to think you're just shitting on women because you're a misogynist oh no not, not no no I'll, i women are fantastic it's just the ones that are in oregon that i have encountered were minus a few um were there they expected so much and expected you to to deliver and it's like well you one you don't deserve that um, and they, <laughs> they're very entitled. Um, yes, I think that's probably that's the what best. It is. They have a this sense of entitlement because, you know, all women and, or not all. Stop a stereotyping lot of, a women, lot of, a, you goddamn pig. A lot pig. of the women in Oregon just seem to think that they're, they had platinum pussy and... <laughs> Uh, that's just not the case. So <laughs> he he used a proper term that I could try. I was trying to you know figure out how to describe it. And entitled seems like a you know definitely a good term to describe the mentality that was going on there. And it's it was definitely not all of them. Okay, but when you were out on the scene, if you went to a club or the typical places that you would go to to try to you know find somebody to hang out with and see what it turned into. There seemed like there was a lot of that entitlement mentality going on where it was like, I'm not coming to the table with anything other than a vagina mm. and you need to have everything as a man or you're worthless and, I, and not worth my time and effort. And it's just like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where, where does that down. come from? If that's the case, I'm going to go talk to your hot friend because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because if, if this is how... I've got to, you know, if I got to come to the table with any, with everything, I'm talking to the baddest ones out there. I'm not talking to you, chubby. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Or you go talk to their chubby friend and be like, Hey, what that's, what's that bitch's problem? No. You know? I, I, and then I, that gets, and then that gets them going. They're like, well, wait a second. I had some, I ran this into some chubbies that, that wanted <laughs> an awful lot too. They were, that, that was definitely a strange situation. Because, mm -hmm. look, I don't care what guy is out there. You, you're lying if you say you didn't have a few vampires in your past. Oh. <laughs> what I mean by vampires is the ones that only come around at night. <laughs> 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 and and I ran into a few vampires that, that had very high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I did discover there... And it took me it took me a couple of years to figure it out, <clears throat> but I, I realized that wedding rings were an indicator of um, booty calls. <laughs> yeah, yes. If yeah. you had one, then they were interested. Yes, and it was a very very common thing. If you were a single man, you really didn't matter if you were single. If you were a man of any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> and you ran across a woman that had a wedding ring. 
there's a high likelihood that you can spark up a conversation with said woman and it could turn into something a lot more than that. (laughs) And it wasn't a lot of effort. Yeah. And you may think that that is a horrible thing for a guy to do, but guys are horrible people. (laughs) And you know what? When you, when you're in your early twenties, you got to do what you got to do. You don't care. (laughs) You don't care. You you You, feel like a caged animal. (laughs) You feel like a caged animal. You're just trying to get it out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and you're like, well, this one seems interested, but, um, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, make her wear a glove or something. I won't have to see the ring. But... <laughs> the first time I discovered that I was actually on the bus and I was at the time I didn't have a job. So I was going to a job fair mm-hmm. at the zoo of all places. <laughs> but on the way on the way out of the zoo, there was a smoking hot Russian girl on the on the train. And I was like, whoa. Jesus Christ, I got to talk to her. And, you know, so I, I put myself in a situation where I'm able to start having a conversation with her. And she seems very interested. And then, <clears throat> you know, I ask her for her phone number or whatever. And she says, well, you know, I'm married. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But she gave me her number anyway. And I was yeah. like, then I was torn because this was my first run in with a situation like that. So I was like. I fucking want to get involved in that shit. (laughs) What is this going to turn into? So I never really acted on it, but then that's, that was my first encounter with that. And ever since that point happened, I realized, holy shit, this is a very common thing out here. I kept Mm -hmm. running into more and more married women that were easily going to give up the ass. And I was like, Whoa, this is, this is crazy. So, Yeah, <laughs> that's that's our experience in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically that you know. And my one scenario with, with that was I was I was walking down the street at downtown, and there's these these two ladies that were like they were kind of you know talking shit about somebody I don't really know who, and one tells the other. Um, what you need to do is go find yourself someone younger. Oh, and, cougars. And then they said, like him. And then she pointed at me. And then next thing you know it, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, am I, am I having an audition or what's this? <laughs> what, 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 how did I get involved in your guys' conversation? What are you even talking about? And then, you know, and then it just turned out into me having drinks with the lady that needed a, a younger man. And then, uh, and then, um, <laughs> and, and then the next morning she went home. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a whole lot of, um, um yeah, the, the, but, the sun's up. Are you going to go home? <laughs> well, you know, if if Angela's over there making you know very vulgar comments, trying to get you kicked off of Facebook, then I have to. Yeah, I have to mind my p's and q's. Thanks a lot, Angela. No, you don't. You're welcome. No, you don't. You're, you're, gonna, just, you're just worried about getting got, grounded. You could have got the whole story. Yeah, you're just worried about getting grounded. Uh-huh. We can we can talk about those types of things. We just can't get super racist, apparently. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
that wasn't even racist either, but whatever. It wasn't. Her sandbag comment before was, was race, more racist way, than that. Way, way more racist. That wasn't dirty, my comment. Dirty ass, whatever. <laughs> insert my insert your nationality. <laughs> dirty ass, insert your nationality. Is yeah. like bad libs? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what have you been how are things at work what have you guys have been you know doing there as far as like dress code <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you guys been right. slumming it up no 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 i so i managed you know six other people and there's there's two physicians um so the six people have to they still have to dress up in their work uniform in their scrubs oh, okay. because you know you if, if because one that's your work uniform you can't come to work looking like you're homeless it just it it doesn't work that way mm. you know you still have you still have to follow your rules um or my rules anyway since I'm the one that makes them up <laughs> <laughs> but but you know I have um you know I have executive people that I have to answer to so uh, I, they have to, I, I have to make my facility seem like it's better than the rest of them, which it is, um, because I want everyone to be professional. Um, do your work. If you don't do your work, then go home. Um, and, you know, we have patients that are coming in. So, we, you know, we have to follow all the strict guidelines that that everyone else in healthcare has to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like to step ours up a little bit just because I don't want to get sick and I don't want them to get sick because then I have to hire more people and I don't want to mess with that. But, you know, with, yeah. with the change of things, hiring somebody here to, to be a medical assistant or something like that has been very challenging because the unemployment here was so low and now I can basically have the, the pick of the litter. Yeah. So now they have to really behave themselves because I make note to mention it to them that you have a lot of other options. I have a lot more options and you don't. Yeah. So you need to one clean everything the way I tell you to clean it. If I, you have to wear a mask all day, I don't care. You're not getting me sick or you're not getting our patients <clears throat> sick. And if you come to work with a bad attitude, I'm sending you home because I don't need that type of shit. And um, do your just do your job, you know. And and my employees are pretty good; they're pretty receptive about it. I have you know one or two that kind of give a little bit of pushback, but then I just kind of have to set them back in their place and be like, I could flex you off of your job if mm-hmm. you would prefer if you're not that happy. Um, so. Um, everything's been going okay. I mean, you know, because we're in a specialty and we're not really, um, you know, primary care or anything like that. Uh, business has slowed down. So I have finally came to the point where we need to save money because we're spending more money than we're bringing in. And I had to cut people's hours. So, um, it's a sucky thing to do, but you know, you had to do it. Yeah, so <clears throat> in regards to that, it's I'm assuming that your appointments have plummeted or gone down. I mean, is that a fair assessment? Oh, yeah, they went down um, 
they went down about 70 percent yeah so that was one thing that angela and i were talking about just you know prior to the podcast was that you know up up here we're in new york but we're not in we're not in new york city we're not anywhere close to it for those that don't know we're about five hours away from new york city <clears throat> so we're in a very rural area that you know based off of what we're seeing on the news there are some cases out here but it's nothing nothing to the scale of new york city not even remotely close but the squeeze up here has been pretty tremendous to the point where I guess there's reports where the hospitals are starting to consider laying people off and doctor's offices and so and so on and so forth because they just there's no need to have the people there. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of a strange strange situation because you know the the media is telling telling us all this doom and gloom and then, you know, you look at the the realities that are happening around the area and you're just like, well, you know, there's not, it's not like our hospitals are overfilled with patients here. What are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, doesn't quite, it doesn't, make sense. doesn't quite translate to our area, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it's, it's a little bit of a strange situation that we're having to adapt to. And it's, it's rough, you know, mm -hmm. I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say that it was, you know. Well, you know, nowadays there's, um, you know, the, the, Department of Civil Rights has relaxed the rules on some HIPAA uh, regulations. Like you know, before you were only able to use your 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 electronic health record form of communicating with the patient. Mm -hmm. So they have relaxed that to now you could use FaceTime or you can use Facebook Messenger um, or um, Zoom or Skype to conduct your office visits so that the patient doesn't have to come into the office. Yeah. So since, you know, because of that, you know, the company, and, and I, I work for a very large company, there's 56 offices, I just have one of them. Uh, since they uh, initiated that, we've been able to increase our patient um, population with that medium, so we use a lot of Zoom and um, FaceTime and, and things like that uh, because our system is we when a patient comes into the office, we do our visits, everything's done on an iPad anyway. So yeah. we could do FaceTime with the patient. The doctor doesn't even have to come into the office, um, which is good because one of the doctors in particular is extremely paranoid and, and but goes for walks every day. So, but go figure. <laughs> 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 uh, so, you know, we were able to increase our, our population that way. And one of the other providers is happy to come in, um, you know, half a day. But, you know, we have to wear our, our N95 mask and our full garb, and it's very uncomfortable. So when you see the, you know, the healthcare workers on TV saying, you know, we have to wear this shit all day long and, you know, it's very uncomfortable. You get your face gets bruised from that mask and. It's true. I mean, it hurts. It's very uncomfortable. You can't take it off. So which means because you can't take it off, you can't eat or drink. And going to the bathroom is a process because you got to, you know, you got to take off your gown, you got to remove your gloves and you, and then you got to put everything back on. It's, it's, it's a big mess. Yeah. So it's very uncomfortable. <clears throat> so doing a half a day with patients is, is very feasible uh, if they're going to come into the office. But if they're not, and we could be able to build our population back up to what um, it was with telehealth visits, and then everyone can keep their job. 
So my last meeting today was with my staff saying, look, you guys did very well today. Um, for something that's brand new that we'd never done before, you guys are doing really good at it. The, the only problem is, is that, you know, I have to cut your guys' hours. And in order for that to be saved, you guys need to become better at it mm-hmm. so that we can see the goal is to operate a telemedicine practice the same way we do when patients are coming in and everyone can keep their job and keep their hours. Um, so that's enough motivation for people to get their shit together. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so uh, I think, it, I think it's working. It's just, you know, every employer has to take a different approach to keep their business running. And, you know, because I run just a, a one clinic for a larger company you know, that's technically my business and I have to keep, make sure that that's going to function so, yeah, to the best of its ability, a, to the best of its ability and be able to generate revenue in order to pay everybody else, including myself. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> because you're in California and I'm obviously not, what is, you know, what's your experience with just what's happening out there in the public? I mean, I think up here we saw a news report that somebody tried to drive a train into that fucking boat. <laughs> Yeah, one of the people at the port tried to drive a train in, in, in into the into the Mercy ship. It's just like because he says it's a government conspiracy why they brought the ship here. They're going to you know do all the government's going to just try and control us with this hospital ship. It's like, oh, you guys fucking that. So you know. Well, he's clearly he clearly wasn't thinking very rationally because it seemed, and I don't know the area, but it seemed like. There was at least 300 feet of non-rail area that he had to slide through and then a portion of water that he'd have to fly through the air before he actually hit the boat. Yeah, his thought process was not very good because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the port of Los Angeles is the largest port <clears throat> in the country and, you know, he's on one track when he should have been way over there. So I, he was probably high. Yeah, <laughs> in all reality, he was probably high. I was just but, uh, the whole time I'm thinking about this this mindset and what this guy was trying to accomplish, and I was like, "Wait, you definitely didn't take physics." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was just like, watching, and "I'm like, well, because he's at the wrong spot." Even if heck? I was gung ho in support of the mindset that he had, as far as like, "Hey, this conspiracy is is real." I would have had to sit back and say, hey, man, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Especially if you work there. You know? Yeah. I would be like, you should be, a, you should you be an expert on trains. How can you fuck something up that bad? <laughs> I mean, it's like just, getting lost in your house going to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> look, imagine this. This guy's probably running full tilt on the tracks because he had to derail the train, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably thinking fuck yeah i'm taking yeah. out this ship and as he slides to a screeching halt <laughs> <laughs> i i just gotta i gotta wonder what his mindset was when he's looking at this boat still hundreds of feet away from him and he's yeah. sitting in a dust cloud underneath some overpass thinking well yeah. fuck that didn't work yeah, and there's, and there's still a body of water in between you. Yeah. 
I can imagine what you're thinking. Like, man, that, was, that really fucked that one up. Yeah. How am I going to explain <laughs> this? And then he openly admitted what he was doing, which was even stranger. Yeah. Because I well, think I'm sure it, he I, had to feel like Wiley Coyote when, uh, yeah. you know, he, he flings the boulder up in the air and it lands back on his face. Yeah. I'm sure that... <laughs> that's, a def- that's a very good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Roadrunner of the Coyote. This guy's failing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think if I was sitting under that bridge in a pile of dust, I don't think... I would tell anybody what I was trying to do. Oh. I'd be like, I don't know what happened, man. This thing just took off. Yeah, it just took off. <laughs> I was I was trying to park it over there, and yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and I lost control. You know, <laughs> it just yeah. seems like telling the truth of that situation is definitely nothing good is going to come of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. You know, it's hard. No. It's hard to convince people. That you yeah. have it all figured out <laughs> when that was your plan. Yeah, did you did you think that through? <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a pattern here of not thinking things rationally, That's there, right. buddy. And I've got evidence to show it because there's a fucking train sitting here in this empty lot. <laughs> uh. The, you know, the one of the weirdest things that I thought about that that you know the 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 ship coming into the harbor mm-hmm. is that it it took it five days to get here, and it only came from San Diego. Really? And yeah, and it's like I see boats going down the ocean all the time because my out of my office window is the ocean, so mm-hmm. I I see all kinds of boats going back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, why did it take this? boat in particular five days to get well, they could have put it on the back of a truck and drove it up the five and it would have been here in like two hours well let's be honest so that wasn't going on the back of any truck <laughs> that enormous. No, i mean in that amount of time they yeah. i mean you know the, the army's filled with some pretty intelligent people you know they can if they can build a, a brand new bridge spanning a river in two months they can take apart a ship and move it and put it back together let, let me tell you in something. That time. Let me tell you something. There's a stretch of freeway in Binghamton, New York, that they've been working on since we came to visit this place in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> it was 2009 when we came to scope out the area, and that fucking freeway was heavily under construction at that time. And if I drive down there today, it is still heavily under construction. <laughs> it is 2020. I don't well, that's know. Because you have contract workers. Not... <laughs> <laughs> you got to make that shit last, man. You don't want your contract to expire. Then you got to find another one. I don't know exactly <laughs> what's happening or what the re- rationale is for it, but you know, just just an observation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how many years they were working on it prior to our visit in 2009. <laughs> just you know, something that I noticed. <laughs> But I don't know, five days, you know, like for instance, up here, obviously I I work at a marina for my day job and, you know, the people that are traveling to and from our marina, they're going typically down the canal system from our marina, which is just north of Syracuse, New York. And then they head into the Albany area and then they get into the Hudson from there and then they'll travel south um, or north, like either, either which way. But um it takes a couple days to get from here to Albany. 
Yeah, but they're on a canal. Yeah, but I still. mean, there's that's a lot different than a great big ocean. Not necessarily, because the, the, the speeds are typically the same, especially with a massive ship like that. Those things aren't hauling ass. But I don't believe it. And let, and let me tell you why I don't believe it. I'm sure there because was also some logistics when, involved with getting the ship stocked and everything else, too. Well, that makes sense. And, I mean, if that was the case. But when they said it's leaving, and, and then five days later it shows up, um, I mean, there's only really one other place to stop um, <laughs> along the way, and they don't even have a dock. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that happened. But, you know, if they can get a great big warship from um, from Hawaii to the the Gulf in, in the Middle East mm-hmm. in a matter of days, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that they can make it from San Diego to L.A. And probably I'll give them two days, you know, what just day, to give them a little bit of some credit. But. Out, out of curiosity, what day of the week did it show up out there? Oh, shit, I don't know. I don't remember. Was it a weekday or a weekend? It was a weekday. weekday. It was a weekday because I saw it um, um, coming across the, the water. And it was moving pretty fast across the, across the water. I mean, it made it from – so in the, off in the distance where, where my view is, I can see one island that's 40 miles away, and then there's one that's closer that's um, 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. And you know the space in between them for where I my point of view is is probably about fifteen miles, mm-hmm. and it made it there. It traveled that little bit of a distance fairly quickly. <laughs> so- <laughs> Are you trying to? You should over here fucking doing a math. You're like, well, let me get this fucking ruler out. I'm gonna hold it up in the window. I'm gonna yeah. judge this. <laughs> My estimation is that this boat was traveling at 15 knots. And there's no fucking reason why this thing should have taken five days. I can clearly see there's no other boats in the water, so there's nothing in its way. Yeah. <laughs> so when it when it showed up, did it look anything like the one that showed up in New York City where it looked, uh, you know, look, these boats are enormous they're massive and i know that docking these boats takes a a pretty hefty crew of tugboats and stuff like that to get them maneuvered in position and so on so forth but i would be lying if i didn't tell you that i thought there was an enormous amount of grandstanding going on when that boat came into the into the hudson and to new york city oh here too everyone was just ecstatic and you know i mean the boat was in pretty good shape it was clean well, it was fucking white. Huh. <laughs> so, you know, the, the military, you know, they, they're they they're constantly maintaining their stuff. So, yeah, um, you know, of course, it's going to look good. Well, I mean, just like with all the boats and the helicopters and everything coming in together like this is a parade or something. That's kind of what it, it, it appeared to me when the boat that's, came in. To, that's, what it was, that's what it was here, too. You know, and I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess it's good in one respect because it, it helps morale, yeah, with, with the public because they think, hey, we got this under control. And then, <laughs> and then I the, kind of think I yeah. kind of think Californians like to be lazy. To be honest with you, I think that they're really enjoying this having to stay at home business because they uh, everyone they're like, oh great, 
you know, the, the governor here is like, you can file for unemployment or you can get disability. You can, you know, we're, we're going to hand out all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so everyone here is like, well, that's great. I'm going to start collecting that right now <laughs> before their boss even let them go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, I, I just kind of think people are, are taking advantage of the, of, you know, the situation that's going to end up in the long run backfiring on everybody else. Well, because I, I can guarantee money has that's happening because I know there's a, a number of people that are on fixed incomes mm -hmm. um, that their income hasn't changed at all because they're already getting benefits through the, the state, you know, whether mm -hmm. it be social security checks or disability or food stamps and welfare checks and section eight and whatever, you know? Yeah. And I know for a fact that a number of those people are waiting for their stimulus check and they. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this sounds like there sounds like a hooker. I mean, yeah. was, but you I know, provided some stimulus. Now where's my check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but seriously, it's like, you, you see it and it's like, what the fuck is happening here, man? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's it a little frustrating. It's, even if it, the, the, the check is $1,200 and the max, you know, whatever that is, this is California. That's not going to get you shit. Well, no, I'm just talking in regards to like, just kind of taking advantage and being greedy. Oh, I'm yeah, like no, your, your lifestyle, your lifestyle wasn't affected at all no and, and you're, you, and you're waiting for this everyone check. gets their check and best buy stock goes up <laughs> yeah you're waiting for your check and and you're all excited about it and getting upset that if you think you're not going to get your check and it's just like well your lifestyle wasn't derailed by the government at all zero yeah no. so i don't know it's just one of those things that i notice it's like <clears throat> you know it's it's hard to not get aggravated about it because it's just like what the fuck is happening here yeah, it's like you guys are weird. Now, see where we're at. You know, we're in we're in Orange County, which is, um, it's, it's Orange County doesn't like to consider itself part of Los Angeles, but in retrospect, anything from Malibu to to Palm Springs or, you know, from L.A. down to it's, it's San Diego, all the same it's, place. it's all one great big city. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's basically one place. Yeah. You just uh, got a bunch of people that are trying to segregate themselves to make themselves yeah, feel They're like, oh no, we're special. not from LA. We're in Orange County. It's like, you fucking LA is like 15 miles that way. What are you yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any fucking gap. So you're the same goddamn city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's no space in between. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like those people in Arizona that are like, no, we're not from Paradise Valley. We're from Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. right across the street from each other. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, so you cross the street, and then you're on an Indian reservation, and you're not in Scottsdale anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, yeah. this is all Phoenix as far as I'm concerned. This is yeah, all the same area. Now, government-wise, it's different. But yeah. you motherfuckers live in the same city. Let's just... Let's just say that. You're used to it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Al Al Los Angeles County is seeing, you know, numbers like um, New York City is, mm -hmm. you know, just staggering numbers. And Orange County is is second. 
mm-hmm. um, in those numbers in the state of California. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of cases here. So our hospitals are full. Yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, they have drive-through checkpoints checkpoints here where you can go in and, you know, get your, your, your test done. Mm-hmm. It, and so, you know, it's, 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 it's everywhere, but you know, and, and the funny thing is, is people get mad. They're like, no one's social distancing. So, so they, so the state park, the state park system, which, you know, controls most of the beaches up and down, up and down the coast said, we're going to close the parking lot to the beach. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you can so you don't have anywhere to park to go there. You don't have anywhere parked to go there. Yeah. Which actually kind of pissed me off because I bought an annual pass so that I can go to the beach whenever I wanted to. And then it was the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just means you can't drive there. You can still, like, what if you just walk? Well, I could, well, I'd rather, you know, take five minutes to drive there than an hour to walk. Now who's fat. lazy? Look, there's a reason why he's fat. I'm fat, Angela. Well, <laughs> get unfat. Now's your chance. How am I going to maintain that if I'm walking? How, how are you supposed to enjoy the beach when you get there and you're exhausted and want to take a nap? Well, take a That's nap right. in the sand. Oh, and then get all fucking sunburnt and all fucked up. <laughs> Have you ever slept in sand? It's not that comfortable. Just because you walk in it and soft, when you lay in it, fucking yes. hard as a rock. Yes, I have laid in the sand. She weighs like three pounds. Whatever. True. I weigh a lot more than that. Whatever. You whatever. <laughs> People have seen you. Stop lying. Hey, I am very proud of how much I weigh. Thank you very much. It took me a long time to get here. As far as like how heavy you are or how light you are? Oh, how heavy I am. Let's see. <laughs> That's how you know you don't weigh <laughs> shit. When you're like trying to gain weight. I'm like fat people are like, God damn, I'm creeping up on 300. Yeah. <laughs> like I know, you know what's gonna happen if I eat that cupcake. Your margin, your margin of what's acceptable as far as your weight seems to get higher and higher by the month. Yeah. <laughs> when we were a kid, when we were a kid, we we're like, you know, one seventy five, one eighty is a good weight. And now as now as a forty two year old adult, I'm like, God damn, that's skinny. Well, you're also very tall. If, so if I could just there. get down to 230. <laughs> well, it's more acceptable when you're tall, but when you're short, then it really looks weird. I'm really not that fat. I just got a big belly. Yes. And a fat face. That That's where it starts, to is your face. Being, that equals to being fat. I've got nice tits, so. His are bigger than mine, so they are pretty nice. Oh. They're a little lopsided, but they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph says, I'm going to go play with some tits. Get out of the way. <laughs> he doesn't like it when other people fondle his boobs. Oh, what the fuck? You don't either. So? <laughs> you just don't do it right. Whatever. Don't care. I do it the way I want to do it. <laughs> what are you from Oregon? High yeah. expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah, white, you're being pretty picky over there, Angela. White privilege. Yep. <laughs> Remember, I'm just a lighter shade of brown. You don't know how many people have told me that. Whatever. Uh-huh. That's just because you have some ghetto ass friends that realize that you're slightly ghetto too. Yeah. And they're like, this white girl thinks she's ghetto. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
trailer park meets hood rat. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I haven't been in a trailer park since I was like two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never lived in a trailer, thank God. I've lived in a tent <laughs> and a jungle gym, but not a trailer. Not a trailer. I lived in a junkyard for a little while. Yeah. She did do that. That's pretty white and Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We yeah. used the Pepsi think, machine as a refrigerator and the pool table was my bed. I'm pretty confident that the only people that can claim that they've ever lived in a junkyard is white people and Mexicans. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think I don't think any other nationality has any claim to that. Well, because they create junkyards, so they're okay with it. Which the the white people and the Mexicans? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, that sounds about accurate. That sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah. they that's, they that's, create them, so they're okay. That's why Literally. she was living. I mean, when you if you ever watch the TV show Hoarders, you don't see black people <laughs> <laughs> or Asians. <laughs> you know. They're What's, they're um, you know pretty smart about that kind of stuff. I don't know. One, they don't want that much shit as a responsibility. What about well, San Sanford? Yeah. What about Sanford and Son? Well, that's different. Why is that different? That's a because black. That was man. a TV show. That wasn't real. How do you know? It could have been based on true events. Look, I can see Red Fox. <laughs> 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 I, I know there's got to be at least one black person that watches this. Do you know any black people or Asians, Samson? <laughs> do you know any black people or Asians in any part of this country that have like a wrecking yard or some sort of junkyard type place? Or even hoarders. I mean, even if they just yeah. collect a bunch of shit in their house. I want to know that, if you know any anybody that's you know, other than white and Hispanic that have those issues. That, that'll be definitely a topic of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty curious about this. I'd like to know. Yeah. yeah. This seems like a science project. It right. does. <laughs> it's a social experiment. Social experiment that mm -hmm. is borderline racist. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my dad did have some Native Americans that worked for him at the junkyard. They don't count because they think they're Mexicans in Arizona. Yeah, these, that one, these ones definitely did not. Did not think they were Mexicans? Nope, not at all. Well, you know, I, yeah, I guess Native Americans are prone to junk collecting. I think so, too. I don't think they have a choice, though. So. Well, it's because the white man always tries to take their shit away. So they, they collect it. And they just collect everything. <laughs> <laughs> Can you can you blame them? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I noticed moving up here to New York is that the Native Americans in New York versus the Native Americans in the Southwest are very different. Well, yeah. Like very, very different. It's like different nationalities. So without risking getting kicked off of everything. <laughs> <laughs> there's nationalities here in new york that do not have the same behavioral patterns as they do in the southwest part of this country and that was one now, of is that just the stereotypical patterns that you know most people would would say oh 
you, you no, know, so no, you're no. you're a Navajo, so you must you know do this or that. No, 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 because it's okay. Let's be honest. In Arizona, the problems that you have with the Native American culture, as far as like poverty and things like that, are pretty substantial. And there's a lot of alcohol abuse and and homelessness and and just you know some r really rough situations. Yeah. Which I get it. I understand why it's the case. It's not really the point. Yeah. That doesn't exist nowhere near to the same capacity up here with the Native Americans in this area. And it's it's not like, I don't mean it to be on a stereotypical thing because it's really not. It's just a notice in a, a completely different behavioral pattern and mindset amongst different ethnicities between the Southwest and New York. Mm. It's just so stark, stark difference between the between the two and it's just kind of strange to me and that was that was one thing that i had to adapt to when i moved up here is i was like what the fuck is happening here man this is this is not normal well it's like that in the midwest too i mean they're the native americans in the midwest are are much different than they are in in this in the southwest yes well it's, i don't have any experience with that but i'd have to assume that that's correct too it's true it's true and even in even in the south even though you don't really think of the South of having too many Native Americans, but there is a, an, an awful lot mm -hmm. of Native Americans that live in the South, Florida especially. Yeah, so like <clears throat> I, I was actually kind of looking because, you know, for those that don't know, you know, Michael and myself are, are very Native American. Um, we don't know what tribe because the tribes that came out of southern Colorado and northern New Mexico were were devastated by the Spanish. And it's kind of like a luck of the draw if you figure out which tribe it could be. It could be Navajo, it could be um, um, Cherokee, and then there was a number of small tribes in those areas that were kind of offshoots of of each and you know each of those two. But we don't have any way to verify which tribe it was. So, which is horrible because we don't get any casino money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That, I don't know that there's any casino money to be had. Not now, there isn't. <laughs> we like, get no casino money because we don't know where, where we belong. The one casino that I remember was in Hollywood, New Mexico, and that place was a shithole. Oh. <laughs> they had oh, a, there's a, they there's had a, a really high-end racetrack that they had built there for dirt track racing and i think they raced like one season just let that thing fucking fall apart <laughs> and i was like what is happening but oh, yeah, yeah i remember was... driving by that one. Oh, there's a there's a lot more yeah there's, there's a lot more especially where 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 the you know the, the the family supposedly originated from there's there's a lot of casinos there now oh is there oh yeah yeah are they good casinos or are they like fucking gas station casinos no, they're good. <laughs> Are they like Las Vegas level? No, they... <laughs> no, there's no Las Vegas level any kind of casino except for Atlantic City. But yeah, because I'm like the one the casinos that we have here in, in Central New York. There's a there's like one or two that that I know of that that seem to be you know pretty well off, and then there's a couple others that you go into and it seems like you know an elderly you know convention. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, well, Turning you know, Stone and, and isn't bad. And that's the thing with Vegas, too. And Vegas has those those two different sets of casinos, too. I mean, you go down the strip where everything's fancy and, and yeah, lights. Everything and from all the this stratosphere. And then, the... Yeah, and then you can go down Fremont Street, and you're like, that's where fucking Joe Blow is peeing on the corner, and, you know, Grandpa's walking out with his cane and his bucket of chips. Well, know? Fremont Street's not that bad no more. I don't know when the last time you've been there, but it's actually upgraded substantially. It's the gap between Fremont Street and the stratosphere that's pretty Oh, yeah, that's bad. It's pretty much <laughs> that's shit. That's pretty trashy. Where <laughs> all the... Where well, all so the, Fremont Street was gentrified. Where all the wedding chapels are. <laughs> or once you get all wedding the way chapels down... Wedding chapels and pawn shops. Yeah. If you go down to the other end, like, where... Um, like past planet Hollywood and stuff is all the way at the very end. There's like nothing. It just drops off. Yeah. Well, there. Yeah. It does. Well, that's where the airport is too. I mean, and so it, there's nothing. We drove that's through as far there. As people want to go. They're like, okay, we made it to the airport. We better get the fuck out of here before we lose any more money. Yeah. <laughs> well, we drove through there in 2018 when we were heading to Oregon from Arizona and that place is exploded. It's really, really it's growing great. like tremendously. And, the casinos on the strip are actually the strip is widening up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still one road, but back in the day, if you weren't on that road, your casino didn't get visited. Yeah, and now, now it's, it's, it's much, widening much up and, and getting you know crazy big as far as yeah. its activity is concerned. Now it goes to the other side of the freeway, and, and there's, it's, there's just a whole lot there. Yeah. And and I attribute that to Californians because, you know, they realize that you can go buy a house outright in Las Vegas for what you would put a down payment for for one here. Well, and the tax situation in Nevada is dramatically and, different. Oh, there's no there's no income tax in Nevada. And and to be perfectly honest with you, other than the coast, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of visual difference between the two either. Not really. You know, no. Let's be perfectly honest. There's certain parts of California that are very pretty. But if you're in the L.A. area, it looks an awful lot like Las Vegas. <laughs> Los Angeles is a dump. Yeah. Now, and it looks... I, I, one thing I do have to say is that um, where we're at, and and anywhere south of here, don't be it's, getting all snooty, you fucking pompous it's, cracker. It, it, it's, it's much different. <laughs> we actually have mountains and stuff here, so I mean, it's 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 relatively nice. Look, you said you can see the beach from your place of work. He's all yeah. bougie. And now. I've seen work, I've seen work, you post I work pictures. I in a tall building that's on a hill. I've seen you post pictures from work. And I didn't see no fucking mountains in sight. It was flat as shit. That's because the ocean's flat. You're not, your office building is not in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I don't work in between the mountains and the ocean because if I did, all you would see was mountains and no ocean. That's what I'm saying. And my my, <laughs> you're in a very my, flat valley. My, my office is like a half a mile from the ocean. And this is like people in Arizona saying, "Oh, that makes no sense." People people in Phoenix are like, "There's mountains over here," and I'm like, "Yeah, in the north and the south of the city, but everything where you live is a fucking hole." <laughs> yeah, well, that's why they call it a valley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You guys live in the bottom of the toilet. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot of difference. Let's be honest. And, and then especially if you compare it to like San Bernardino, Jesus Christ, that place is a dump. That's a dump. 
<laughs> but at least they, you can go into the mountains and um, it's different. Yeah. Well, so you get a change of scenery, you know, within a, within a couple of hours. Well, you know, Vegas, you, you can get a change of scenery too. Not no, few, you're still on a desert. You drive two hours anywhere outside of Las Vegas, you're still on a fucking desert. Yeah, it's a desert, but it's a change of scenery. If you head over towards the dam, you know, it's dramatically it's different than it is down in Vegas. Now, if you go yeah. north, that's another fucking story. <laughs> you got miles of bullshit. <laughs> I'm telling you, we made the worst decision in the world, which was to drive all the way through the center of that state north. Not then, through no. not through Reno, all the no. way up. Right down the center. The GPS oh. even freaked out. It, yeah, it was GPS, like, turn around, turn around. The GPS did not want us to take that trip. That well, was pretty sad when so the Google bad. Maps lady is like, are you fucking retarded? <laughs> <laughs> it wanted us to go four hours out of our way to avoid driving up the center of that state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I was know. like, no, we're going this way. That was yeah. so difficult. Such a difficult drive because it was so flat. There's nothing. When you saw something, it was like the hills have eyes. It was yeah. a couple jackrabbits of, everywhere. A couple of trailers and some abandoned mm-hmm. vehicles and a sign about a fucking brothel. <laughs> you're like, I'm not, I'm not fucking going to that at well, one all. One thing you want to know is when you're out in the middle of nowhere like that, what kind of hookers are out there? That's what I'm like, ugh. Was that an alien it's, one? It's, no, it's, that, it's, that was like, actually a more populated area, but the alien one was still pretty sketch, too. Yeah, because Junior well, said curious. he knew about the alien one. An alien brothel? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. It's just north. It's just north of, it literally is just north of Las Vegas. It's like an area. Uh, what is area? What's that? 51. Like? Area 51. Um, brothel. We actually were there because it's a gas station. Yeah, right and, next to it. And a shitty little rundown truck stop, too. So you, you go into the convenience store, and if you come out of the convenience store and take a left, there's a building attached to it that's a brothel. Yeah, it's called the, <laughs> it's called the Alien Cat House. Yes. Why? So we're, we're sitting there. We're parked, we're parked in this place because we needed to get, I don't know if we got gas there or got some snacks or whatever because we knew it was going to be a long fucking yeah. drive before we found anything else. <laughs> Man. And we're sitting in there, and I was telling Angela, I was like, you want to go get some alien pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Bet you they serve a lot of blue waffles. Yeah, blue waffles. <laughs> well, their website says they specialize in extraterrestrial fantasies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the noise I expected to come from there. <laughs> They're doing a lot of E.T. phone home yeah. from there. You remember that Cheech and Chong movie where he was dressed up as E.T. Eddie Torres, extra testicle? (laughs) (laughs) He's all walking around trying to fuck the the maid. Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you guys got some weird shit going on here like that? Yeah. Now, judging by the condition of the convenience store, though. It seems like a good place to get an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I got an alien STD. Yeah. <laughs> At the gas station. Yeah, they're, they're blaming the coronavirus on the on the Chinese people in Wuhan, and I'm like, well, what about what the fuck's going on in Las Vegas or Nevada in the desert? On that. <laughs> Definitely something spreading over there. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not just legs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big pink, slightly brown bat. 
<laughs> and when it flaps its wings, you might get some cheese flung at you. You just don't know. See, then you can ask yourself, what kind of bats were they eating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're fucking disgusting. It's an alien bat. You know, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be the female voice of rational thinking in this podcast. And you come out and say something so derogatory like that. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is two yeah. podcasts in a row that she's done that. I, I, I'm noticing a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's because, you know, she's been quarantined. No, it's not. I can promise you because we started doing this before the quarantine. Oh, no, she's always been nasty. What can I say? She has. I've known, I've known her a long time. <laughs> How dare <Nasty>. you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, quick question. So, obviously, I'm not a big book reader because I'm dyslexic. So, you know that I'm a big fan of John Leguizamo. I've been for a yeah. long time. He had his... One of his latest, or not latest, because it's been a while, but one of his last monologues that he did was uh, called Ghetto Clown, which is right there. Mm. Um, he wrote a book, and I knew that he wrote a book to go with this, you know, this monologue that he does, his one-man show. But he described it as, uh, what the fuck they call Graphic novel. Yeah. I, I had no idea that that meant comic book. <laughs> did you know that interpreted many ways. did you know that that the term graphic I, novel meant comic book a long time ago before there was actual comic books that's what they used to call them yeah a graphic novel. did they be like actual comic books no because there's a difference between a regular comic book and a graphic novel what's the difference well, a graphic novel. There's more is, pages. Well, <laughs> it would Look. be like that they're taking an actual, like, full-length story and just adding multiple pictures to it, where comic books are more of a short story series. Look. Have you ever read a comic book? Yes, I have. I actually have a collection of them. Thank you. See, Which one? look at this, Mike. Is this not a comic book? Looks like a comic book to me. I mean, every page is like that. It's a comic book. Right? It's just 200 pages of comic book. Now, I don't have a problem with that. I just never knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. So when I discovered it, somebody, one, one, of the, one of the people on my friends list that didn't know anything about John Leguizamo, mm. he posted a, like the, oh, the intro to his movie, The Pest, mm -hmm. and he was asking people what movie that was. And I was just like, a couple people had already answered it, but I was like, Holy shit, I never, you know, I hadn't been thinking about his content for a long time. So I kind of dove onto YouTube and started pulling up clips of, you know, his one-man show Freak and Spickorama <laughs> and all that stuff. And I shared a couple of them with him. And I was thinking about it. I was like, he's not going to think this is funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he doesn't, what are you holding it? Why are you handing that to me? So you could see it. What? Okay, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he's I'm like he's not going to be able to relate to this because you know a lot of the stuff in John Leguizamo's monologues is 
relates to people of Hispanic culture that grew up in poverty and experienced child abuse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all kinds of other crazy activity. So I'm sharing this stuff with him and I'm like, there's no way he's going to get it. I don't know his history, but I was like, I don't think, and this could be a horrible assumption. I was like, I don't think he's ever been exposed to that culture before. So it probably is not going to make any sense to him. So, but anyways, while I was searching all this stuff and, you know, I saw a video where, where John Leguizamo was doing an interview and he was describing the, the book and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? So I just looked it up. I'm like, holy shit, this is a comic book. So I went and bought it. Now it's literally just his one man show, Ghetto Clown, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's all illustrated and stuff and it's, it comes off differently because I've seen that show. It just comes off a lot differently. Which, in the beginning, was tough for me to read because I'm not a comic book guy, ever. I've never been. So, navigating my way through what I'm supposed to be reading first <laughs> was a little tough at first. Yeah. And then, there's a lot of Spanglish in there. Mm -hmm. You know, you got, you know, you can catch the puto and... <laughs> Yeah, it's like talking to it's like talking to grandma. Yeah, you could catch the puto and the maricon <laughs> and you know a few other bad words, but ultimately you're like, what the fuck is that? What is he saying? But luckily yeah. there's like subtitles, so you know the first few parts of the book it was kind of a struggle to get the rhythm going, but it, you know it's pretty good. I liked it. Right, now you got now you, you I just have a lot more questions now. Okay, ask him. Like uh, a comic book with subtitles, isn't that just part of the story? No, here, <laughs> let me sh let me show you. It's, it's actually really weird how it was done. So, so do you have to like flip to the like like a dictionary or, or or something like that? You have to go back to the reference to find out what the word you know what maricon is and what. So okay, look at this this page right here, right here on the right. So you got mm. all the captions. Make that yeah. There you go. So you got all the captions, and then. Some of the captions that are in Spanish, they have an, an asterisk next to them. And some mm -hmm. of them may have one asterisk. Some of them may have two asterisks or three asterisks. When you go to the bottom of the page, down here at the very bottom, there's oh, tells the you English translation with that asterisk next to it so you can understand, oh, that caption is for what? this. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, look, I'm no scholar when it comes to Spanish language. <laughs> I'm no scholar when it comes to English language. Not even English. <laughs> so I can stumble my way through some of the content and, and kind of understand what it is that he's saying. So I didn't have to read the subtitles on all of it, but then some of it I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? You know? So it was just interesting. Like I said, it was a little difficult to get going on it, but, you know, I got the rhythm of how everything was kind of laid out and the structure of how you're supposed to read what first and, yeah. you know, turned out pretty good. It's like a book of memes. That's all comic books are. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's Except for the meme, maybe about two or three pages long. <laughs> yeah, you, it, it takes a while to get to the point. Yeah. But that's that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty interesting. If I like get, John Leguizamo. I think he's freaking hilarious. If you guys I mean, don't he, know anything He gets about very political a, a lot of times where, you know, it's not really necessary. Yeah. But, um, you know, just like any anyone else, I guess, that, you know, they – they have a some fame behind themselves, so they try to push their political agenda. Well, this um, this particular monologue he did in this book lends a lot to, like, if I'm to be 100% honest, within the last month, I, you know, because I followed him on Facebook 
I deleted my follow from him because it mm-hmm. got too to be too much as far as like the politics and the anti-Trump and all of that stuff. I just was like, uh, it's too much. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not a fan of his, but like going back and reading this, I had saw this particular one man show, you know, when it came out, but going back and reading it, you start to understand because a lot of it is about him. You know, the mm-hmm. whole story and premise is about him and trying to evolve as a person from as a young adult into where he's at now and dealing with his temper and dealing with just the way he behaved in public and <laughs> yeah and the way yeah. he interacted with people and why that why that was happening and you know just trying to figure out his place in life and it makes a lot of sense with a lot of the things that you'll see him post on social media and stuff nowadays is that even though that he's starting to understand it and starting to figure out who he is and he's still struggling with it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he's said that many times before too, where he's, it's like he's, he has an identity crisis all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in this particular show, he, it came out like, cause he's done acting in television shows and, you know, movies and mm-hmm. some really big blockbuster stuff. I mean, Romeo and Juliet's a, a big role for him in that movie. Yeah. He was a significant role in there. That was an enormous movie. So it's not like he's like a B actor, I guess you can say. He's, he's actually very good, but his career... No, he's definitely not a B actor. His career has been, you know... He's had a great career. Pretty, he's done a lot, of, a lot of stuff. It's been pretty up and down, though, as far as, like, activity. You know, he'll take breaks from certain things because he's, you know, he describes it in the show that he crashes, mm-hmm. you know, that something will happen. And then, you know, whether it be a bad relationship or maybe he got into a fight on the set, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's very much an, an artist's mentality as far as being temperamental mm-hmm. and, and just really struggling to, to be around people and, and tolerate things and people tolerating his quirks and, and weirdness. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's definitely something that if you guys don't know nothing about it, it's, it's something you should check out. <laughs> I'd have to agree. I, I, I seen, I, I seen the one man show, but I've never, um, you know, knew anything about the book because, you know, me and books don't get along very well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't particularly like seeing them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unless it's absolutely necessary, and even then, I still don't like them. Yeah, but uh, you know, if it is something that's interesting, I would definitely pick it up. Yeah, I mean, this because it's a comic book. I mean, it's two hundred pages of comic book, but you can knock it out in a day. It took me two days because mm-hmm. I was taking a shit when I was <laughs> while I was reading it. That's the only... <laughs> that's the only place I could actually read books is on the shitter. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, because you're already settled into the hole and, you, and your ass is like a suction cup on the thing and you can't get up? Well, no, it's because there's so. no distractions. <laughs> With me having my learning disabilities and stuff like that, if there's any sort of distractions whatsoever, I really struggle staying focused on it. My eyes are fucking looking at different things. My brain's off in la-la land and it just doesn't function well. When I'm on the shitter, there's nothing going on there so I can focus. But then I end up having... <laughs> <laughs> but then I had having issues with my legs falling asleep and 
<laughs> Angela's well, like, Angela's well, like, Angela, you've been you in there. There's so many streaks because he's too focused on the book that he forgot to wipe his ass. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. No, he usually ends up in there for like two hours. Yeah, what happens oh. is that I poop. <laughs> I poop. And then he gets an air dry. Yeah, that's what <laughs> and happens. Then a, and then gets a paint chipper. <laughs> 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 he doesn't even need toilet paper. <laughs> I, I don't get to the mess soon enough, and, yeah. and then it starts to dry up and looks like fucking paint chips. Yeah. <laughs> then at that point, he just goes and takes a shower. Yeah, yeah. Angela gets up and slips on stucco. That's not... <laughs> it looks like a scab over my butthole. <laughs> Let the, let the poop scab up. <laughs> so it's not yeah. a healthy situation at all. No, it doesn't sound like it. Speaking of dirty asses. <laughs> so there's something going on that I've also noticed. Um, everybody's being told to wash their hands all the time. Yeah. But if you pay attention to social media at all, you'll know that people are not only washing their hands but they're not washing their asses they're not washing well that's why they got the toilet paper well they're not they're not taking baths at all no no that's what it seems like they're like okay so i washed i washed my hands but you know the rest of me is dirty yeah (laughs) they're stuck at home and they've Got into like a state of de- yeah, they've gone into a state of depression, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, I'll keep washing my hands, but you know, I'm not washing my ass. <laughs> I'm not gonna wash my ass. I did not buy four thousand rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> I need to conserve. I'm gonna wash my hands." <laughs> I'm like. When we went to the store the other day, the restrictions there were so so heightened that it was like it was pretty tough to go in and out of there without getting upset. And the whole time I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, these guys are all concerned about this virus. I was like, look at these dirty motherfuckers walking around the store. You should be worried about getting E. coli. <laughs> you know, one thing I do got to say is, you know, I wear scrubs to work also uh, because. You know, I have to lead by example. I'll wear my, my scrubs like you everybody else. You just want else, people to think that you're a fucking doctor, you dirty whore. No, anyone that comes into <laughs> whenever you're dealing with patient care, you have to be in, in uniform to to do it. I mean, it, I'm in management, so I don't really have to. Yeah, see? Because, see? because I'm in charge. No, but let, me, but let me tell you this. When I go to the grocery store now wearing my scrubs, people get the fuck out of my way. Oh, because they think you got corona. Yeah. Either that or uh, – that's all I can assume is they're like, oh, this motherfucker's walking around with all these sick people. I'm getting the fuck out, which yeah. is nice. They, they, because, think you, they think you got corona. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I go into the store you know, and I, I have my, my, my mask on and I'm wearing gloves and all that stuff too, wearing my scrubs. And I go, I go to the store and I just pick out whatever the fuck I want. If people see me coming, they just move. Which is great because then I don't have to pay for them to get their fucking shit. Let me just grab what I need to get. Get out of so, here. And I can get the fuck out of here. That's funny. So, but <laughs> if I'm not wearing scrubs and I go to the store, then these motherfuckers are standing there for 20 minutes trying to decide, you know, whether they should buy a bar of soap or deodorant. <laughs> Then they buy Oreos instead and not the clean products. Look, when we went to the store, it was not last night, but the night before, the ice cream section was wiped out. (laughs) 
there was yeah. there was rice on the shelves there was toilet paper there was all sorts of stuff on the shelves the ice cream section was fucking wiped out yep, now it's the junk food cycle that's gone now it's the junk food exactly now it's all the the, the quarantine snacks yeah mm -hmm. they're trying to get a sponsor too people, people are so fucking <laughs> so bored at home they're snacking all they're the snacking. time so they're that's like, right we can't i'm not making any food let's go get some ice cream and doritos look, <laughs> look at this ralph you and i have already beaten this quarantine thing with our with our 2020 beach body <laughs> <laughs> we've already beat everybody to it yeah you know that's... they're calling it the quarantine 15 but i've seen some that were 50 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the quarantine yeah. quarter yeah. yeah, yeah, the quarantine and a quarter. Yeah. So, so I've been anticipating this MMA fight that's supposed to happen on April 18th, which is not going to happen. But the UFC definitely is trying to figure out a way to, to make this fight happen. Well, I watched an interview with one of the fighters yesterday. I was like, there's no fucking way on the planet that guy's making 170 pounds. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a shit if they do it next month. He is not making 170 pounds. I was like, that dude is about 200 fucking pounds right now. Easy. <laughs> I'm like, he is sitting at home. I don't care if he's working out or not. He is gaining a lot of fucking weight. Yeah, unless he's doing the uh, the the starve yourself diet. Yeah. It ain't happening. Which I'm sure he would do to make a fight, but... You know, he ended up in the hospital doing that shit before. <laughs> well, he's got the extra to worry about now. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I've yeah. just, I've noticed that like a lot of the athletes, because I follow, you know, I follow fighting quite a bit. Yeah. A lot of them are putting on some pounds, man. Going to be moving up in weight class. <laughs> They're going to have to adjust. Sorry, but this weight class no longer exists. We have to bump it up fifty pounds. Everybody's just gonna go up one weight class. Yeah, and we're just gonna call it unanimous. This, everybody transfers the titles. If you are lightweight, you are now welterweight. So give up that belt, and we'll just shift everything. We'll just shift everything <laughs> to the right. Yeah, we'll just... just just pass it on down. Yeah, and if you're the one at the right, well then. You're going to have to fucking start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> if you're one of the ones that was heavyweight, now you're disqualified because now you're, you're just super heavyweight and we don't have <laughs> a weight class for you. That's right. We don't have an overweight set. <laughs> <laughs> overweight class. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? They have a 265-pound weight limit for heavyweight, and there's some big motherfuckers that have to cut weight to get to it. That's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. I'm like, you're a professional athlete. You have to cut weight to make 265. They might have to switch from <laughs> MMA to sumo. MMA, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. So I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and they were mentioning that they didn't see very many black people that were getting corona. Have you noticed that? I was like, I don't know. I don't have a lot of black friends up here in New York. And well, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't. One thing that I haven't seen in them do is say, you know, thirty white people have gotten corona and twenty Mexicans have gotten it, but five billion Chinese have it. I mean, you. you... 
you don't you don't you don't see those type of statistics. It's just this is how many people, which is good because I mean that kind of helps the racism thing is because they're not segregating how many people from each ethnicity is getting sick. It's good so and bad. I really you got to kind of understand who's prone to getting it though too. Yeah, because they don't care if they're being sexist or anything. Like, this is how many men are getting it, and this is yeah, how many they women. Don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, I'm curious about that. Because then the other thing somebody was saying, they were joking about, they're like, I don't know any Mexicans that have it at all. And I'm like, well, I don't either, but there's no Mexicans in New York, really. Except for the ones that work at the, ch- the Mexican restaurant down the road. There's like four of them. No, we found those bunch that worked at the, the fire tree place. Yeah, yeah the, the firewood, firewood place. place. But other than that, I haven't seen a lot of Mexicans up here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen any kind of statistics for... You know, who who's got the who's got the corona? I know it's in Cuba. It is in Cuba. I don't know. It's in, it's in Mexico. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm curious though because I'm like, are are there nationalities that are more prone to this than others? No, not not for the purpose of segregation, for just the purpose of information. Yeah. You know, I'm well, like, you know, I mean, it's it's like how you know redheaded people need to take more. Um, they need to take a higher doses of pain medication because of their their tolerance to it just because of their genetic makeup. Is that true? It is true. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they they need like if they're going to go into surgery, a redheaded person needs more anesthesia than the average person. I didn't know that at all. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um and I, I don't know. It all started in China so we could just assume everyone that has it is Chinese. <laughs> Look. They're Asian descent. That's why they have it, right? It is so well, fucked yeah. up. No, it, we're going to be specific, Angela. So I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and it's named after a Mexican beer, so they probably got it too. Yeah. <laughs> so I go and talk to my dad the other day, and my dad's a big fan of, of Asian people in general, and you know. Apparently, my my family is too. He got super fucking racist about it, though. <laughs> he was all, there's some Chinese people that live in this place. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because he lives in like a an elderly apartment complex. I don't know, senior housing, I guess. Or it's almost like a old folks home, but it's voluntary. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> volunteering and there's no nurses <laughs> but they got a, they got a community center and stuff like that he's complaining that they've shut all of it down you can't go get the dvds from the dvd department in their building anymore either oh, and he's man. all but there's a couple of asian people in here he, he calls them chinos he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's all there's a couple of chinos here in this building he's also i'm a little worried about it i'm like what the fuck are you talking about i was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you fucking getting scared of Asia? Those people have probably been in this country longer than you. <laughs> and if anyone's going to catch anything, it's going to be him. Yeah, because he's <laughs> as dirty as it comes and he doesn't understand social distancing at all. No, he does not. <laughs> he was telling me, he's all, it's all bullshit anyways. I keep telling six feet away, but he's all, if I'm outside smoking a cigarette and I blow the cigarette smoke, he's all, it goes like 20, 30 feet down the road. Yeah. He's all, 
And he's also, you can't tell me that the virus isn't traveling that far too. And I was like, well, that's a pretty valid point. He <laughs> does got a point. <laughs> they just don't want you physically touching anybody. Well, that's not going to happen. No I, no, I mean, that's kind of retarded. You're just going I around mean, that's touching what, strangers. That's what people do. Yeah, people touch people. That's how people came to be. That's how we keep reproducing. <laughs> Not necessarily. You can just touch yourself and you can reproduce. I don't think anybody taught you about how babies are made. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a conversation about the birds and the bees for Angela. <laughs> well, I, I kind of want to hear Angela's theory on how this works. That's why they have sperm banks. So guys just have to touch themselves. And then that's how women can reproduce. They don't have to touch each other. Look, if somebody... eventually they're going to touch because eventually that sperm is going to go into that woman to make the baby. Yeah. So they're still touching involved. Yes. It's just with just... medical instruments. No, not somebody's hand. absolutely not. Because that fucking cum shot <laughs> flew out of my shaft and went into a cup, but it's still right. me. That was produced in my body. Right, but still you didn't, so but you didn't have to touch DNA. another human in order to do it. No, my cum is touching you. Touching the inside of your vagina. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it was from across the room or another state. That'd be if Ralph chopped off his finger and threw it at you and hit you in the face. <laughs> You'd be like, like, stop touching oh, me. You poked me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what, that's what these women are going to start saying in the pornos. Oh, you just poked me in the eye. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. It burns. Yuri, not you. You're fucking disgusting. <laughs> We're trying to have a serious conversation here, and you had to turn it into cum shots? I did no such thing. <laughs> Angela time... always makes the conversation go a little bit sideways, doesn't she? Yes, yeah, she does. Wow. Straight into the fucking gutter. No. Right into the gutter. No. Don't, blame, it, don't blame it on the little one. It's either a racial thing or it's a sexual thing or something out of always out of her mouth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely inappropriate. Definitely inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ralph and I are very normal people. It's just when Angela gets in the picture. No. Don't don't start so lying. Rough. Don't start lying. I'm gonna have to agree with that statement. Both of you are lying. Wholeheartedly lying. Look, we have video evidence of how this conversation <laughs> went. Yeah. You know, I was trying to have a conversation with Mike about what he sold, and you immediately started thinking dildos. You <laughs> were thinking it too. I just said it. I think we could make an, uh, you know, a, a whole entire podcast just on the dirty shit that Angela comes up with. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. You guys both have your own dirty, okay? I don't have any dirty. I washed my ass last I'll night. I shower when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing dirty. <laughs> I, I gave myself a good scrubbing last night at like midnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
What's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> she lives two thousand miles away from me. <laughs> I still know how you are. I don't know what this this one this woman over here. <laughs> hey, you married me. Are you trying to make me regret things? <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to remind you she's trying to remind me of the situation yeah mm -hmm. you chose this yep you chose <laughs> this didn't choose you you know you what that reminds it. me of an abusive relationship it does you know <laughs> you're the it, one that it, wanted to be my husband that's right so if i abuse you you just have to put up with it right i don't like see it. you leaving <laughs> the other day she was, the other day she was trying to boss me around like i was her bitch well when was i doing that you were trying to make me cook for you not just me just cook dinner in general matter of fact right before this podcast started you tried to start a fight about what we were eating for dinner I aren't asked, you aren't I you the only question. two people that live in that house yeah well, no well <laughs> so what do you mean not just for me well I was asking a, today, like, what are we doing for dinner? I said, we. What are we doing for dinner? That's what she likes to say all the time. We. 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 <laughs> we. She's, got a, she's got a mouse in her pocket. We is is the, the term that she chooses to use when she's trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a gender thing because all women do that. No. Women, please... Uh, Comment below. How about this? <laughs> Whether that's true Women, or not. please stop <laughs> when fucking you say abusing. We, do you really mean yourself? Yeah. Well, I, I'll answer that question. <laughs> they fucking do. <laughs> so one of my friends posted this meme, this bullshit ass meme about how, you know, guys are always asking for certain types of women, and mm. but they don't really want it or whatever, and they're basically trying to say that. You know, some women are into this, and some women are into that. And I was like, well, some women are also fucking liars. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'm just like, hey, who are you going to try to fucking lie to? Like, nobody fucking has ever seen a woman before. <laughs> like, like they're a new species. Yeah. <laughs> just discovered by Steve Irwin's kids. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know about these these creatures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's those are the ones that come from the uh, the alien brothel. Maybe it's a new <laughs> species of full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> new species of bullshit. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to start calling this Kaka nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> New Velococca 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, man, alive. <laughs> Angela, you already threw this off topic. She did. She derailed everything. I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about. That's not oh, my yeah. fault. You have a bad memory anyway. <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't know outside of work. What have you guys been doing other than just sitting around? Well, you know, um, sitting around, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been binge watching, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Netflix shows. Um, like what? We watch. Well, we watch Ozark. Um, very good show. And so let me ask you a question about that. How did you feel about like, I don't know, it was like about the, the second to last or the third to last. It seemed like it kind of got a little lazy. Well, it, got a, it took a very weird turn. It got a little lazy in the storyline, didn't it? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck happened here? The writers just decided, well, I don't have any more ideas. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, let's think about season four. You know, yeah. and, and, and it just kind of blew off the rest of it. I mean, it ended okay. But it did. for like two episodes it was that I was just like, Oh Jesus it, Christ! I got really fucking sense. lazy with this. This guy's supposed to be an expert in, in money laundering, and it seems real fucking sloppy right now. Yeah, and and the whole purpose of being able to turn somebody just—I mean, that just never went in. It never went anywhere. No, no, no. And it, it, it made no sense. Like they're like, "Oh, we got this great idea, but we don't know how to make it happen." Yeah. But we're gonna throw the idea out there and then fuck it off. You know, <laughs> we're gonna hope people forget what we said. Yeah, forget all about it. Yeah, yeah and and hope everyone else forgets too. Yeah, it got weird yeah. to me. It was it was so like it was so much of a turn in quality of story writing that I even turned said something to Angela like during the episode. I was like, wow, they really got fucking lazy here, didn't they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, let me see. We we binge watched uh, the the Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is always highly recommended. I need to do that. You really should. <laughs> I, I watched a couple of episodes of it, but I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Oh, you really should. It, yeah. Larry David's probably the smartest comedian out there. And for a show that's all ad lib and there's no script, it's 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 fucking hilarious. Well, hold on a minute. He's one of the greatest comedy writers. Yes, I wouldn't call him a comedian. I know he's no because he doesn't do he doesn't do uh, comedy. I mean, he's like um, what's his fucking bucket? Who does the um, uh, <laughs> what's what the his fucking bucket? <laughs> what's his fucking bucket? Seth Rogen. Yeah, he's another one. You know, yeah. he's really good about writing comedy, comedy movies, but he's not a comedian. But, but he's not a comedian. He doesn't go up there and do he he doesn't do comedy. Yeah, he just writes comedy. Writes comedy and acts comedy, but they don't. They're not yeah. stand-up comics. He's not a stand-up comic. Yeah, that's he, what, he, can't, he couldn't go up there and just in front of a bunch of people and start telling jokes because it wouldn't. He wouldn't do be any good at it. Well, I I'm pretty sure he's tried it. <laughs> and, I, and I know Larry David's done it from time to time too. But but he, he's they're not, they're not good, at, good it at it, you know. And the comedy scene, the stand-up comedy scene, is enormous or it was until corona got on the scenes but it was yeah. enormous bigger than it's ever been yeah and you're oh, get, yeah and you're getting people to go to these comedy clubs that are super popular so they're drawing in crowds but you watch like their specials and stuff and it's just like that, that wasn't that good no you know i'm like if, if you sit back and you watch like a, a dave Chappelle or you know bill burr and then you go and you know no offense, but you go watch Adam Sandler's one. Yeah. And you're, you're like, you, we're, we're talking about two different types of animals here. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a lion versus a kitten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those guys just go in there and they command that you laugh. 
and you go and, and watch Adam Sandler stand up deal and and you laugh because you feel like you're a part of the the gimmick and the story you're a fan of his. Yeah. But you're not laughing organically. No. Which is it's quite a bit different to me. It's very there's very few comics out there where you can actually laugh organically, where it's what they say is actually fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like Dave Chappelle is probably the best at it. Yeah, he's he's definitely at the top of the list. Bill Burr is fucking hilarious too. Bill Burr is fucking funny as hell. You know, and everybody but, talks about Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan is is coming into his prime. He wasn't that good back in the day. No. I, I've seen some of his stand-up specials, the older ones, and I was not too impressed with them. His latest one that he did was awesome. Well, he just wants to be. He just wants to make money. I mean, that's why he did Fear Factor. You know, he didn't do Fear Factor because he liked it. He did it because he was getting paid a lot of money to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, and it and it put his name out there for him to do other things. Look, I think he's an authentic stand-up comedian. I think that is. I, I know that that is a, an enormous part of who he is in his life. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that he's in stand-up for the money. Because I know that there was a huge portion no. of his life that that stamps weren't making that kind of money, but it was like his MMA stuff too. He doesn't he, do that for the money. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't. Do because he enjoys it. Yeah, I think I honestly just think that he's getting better, like mm-hmm. leaps and bounds better. And maybe it's because his popularity's grown so much that he's just more comfortable. Yeah, but like if you compare his last special to the one prior to that, there's a tremendous difference in growth yeah well you when now that he's got time i mean you got to take a lot of these things in, in into consideration is that you know they he 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 had to start somewhere so he had to keep busy doing something mm-hmm. so that now that he has the time to focus on what he really wants to do he's going to improve upon that so i mean and that's just that's basically with anybody yeah you know I mean, let's take you, for example, you know, you go to work every day um, and, you know, you have your little projects on the side. And now that you're forced to stay at home, you probably jerk off better than anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you could. It's actually pretty lazy. (laughs) You get bored in the middle of just bored and disgusted halfway through and just walk out of the bathroom. <laughs> Clearly he's not as creative as you are. Right? Yeah. But probably not. He's yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you'll say that you when your eyes burning in the morning, Andrew. You don't, under- <laughs> you don't understand self-shame until you go into the bathroom and look at yourself with a handful of your dick. Yeah. And you just start the tears start to well up and you just walk out <laughs> just give up you're just like fuck it yeah this is <laughs> this is this is what my life has come to <laughs> it hasn't changed anything yeah and there's not even any cum yeah so, <laughs> so it's not dick, even working out dick's just hanging out there you, like a even like this a is wet a sock <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Just giving up giving up on the world. Uh, Depression's uh, a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Your penis Problem. is depressed? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's ADD in the middle of it. It's just like oh, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> 
What was that? The cat comes in and looks at you and you're like, well, I can't do this in front of you. Yeah. Stop staring at me like I'm fucking doing something wrong. Uh-huh. Are you going to go tell Carrie? <laughs> Look, that's happened before. Let's, let's be honest here. That's happened before. Angela's being nasty and making me participate in it. And then the cat just stands there and stares at me and it's like, show's over. <laughs> See, there you go, blaming me again. Yep. I'm like, show's me? over. Yeah. The cat's fucking staring at me weird, and I can't That's stop right. fucking thinking about this fucking nasty ass cat staring at us. I know. <laughs> well, Carrie does that, and she's she's. I'm like, get the fucking dog out of here. And she's... <laughs> <laughs> Just leave her alone and finish doing what you're doing instead. I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> Fucking dog is here. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to sniff my butthole. Yeah, I'm like, a fucking cock-blocking dog. Like, <laughs> when did our pets turn into cock-blockers? You remember my mom's dog, Baby, that yeah. Grandma had for a while? So that dog was so funny because if you made it look like you were fighting at all, the dog would get really vicious and try to bite you. Oh, yeah. If you like, if I hit you on the leg, the dog would be like, Rah! And it didn't matter who was doing it. It was like, if you started fighting, the dog would get involved. (laughs) (laughs) And I was an adult. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, that would have been fucking horrible to have a dog like that. You're over here trying to get some ass and this fucking dog's trying to bite you. (laughs) That's right. I would have been horrible. Next thing you know, dog's got a hold of your fucking nutsack. (laughs) (laughs) Or or shaking it around like a stuffed animal. (laughs) there's there's this video that i ran across on i don't know i think it was on instagram oh yeah Derek lewis he's an mma fighter posted it and i don't know what this guy was doing he's maybe a pet adoption person but he's doing it from home (laughs) probably because the whole coronavirus thing and he's got he's like oh we got this cat right here and he's such a nice cat and he puts it down in his lap and that fucking cat viciously attacks him (laughs) he jumps up i wish i could show it to you he jumps up from the fucking chair and this cat is latched onto his fucking hip and like clawed into him and biting him and he's throwing her around he's like stumbling over the chair and like almost falls into the bed crashes into the door with this thing cat's fucking him up i'm like wow sounds like a good pet to adopt it does (laughs) i'll take this one I'm already attached. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so have you got into watching that bullshit show that everybody keeps talking about on social media? Tiger King. No. Don't. Edward, did you watch it? We started to. I watched an episode and a half just out of obligation. I felt like it was important. Find out what people are talking about. It was research. Look, for what? Look. For, for who? You or for, for Rao? Here's, for here's what I'm going to say about it. <laughs> There's a certain And just like, we need another cat. We do need another cat. <laughs> We're only down to one cat and one ferret, so we need something yeah. else. Yeah, we need another cat, and it needs to weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your turn to feed him. No, yeah. <laughs> So there's a certain population of this country that likes watching reality TV trash, yeah. you know, and when I say reality TV, I'm talking about like 
honey boo boo. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. what are those first wives of Atlanta or something like that? Oh, what yeah. Are, what are those shows a... called? You know what I'm talking about. All those fucking yeah. wives shows and stuff where just people are ghetto as fucking acting like ignorant assholes. Hey, one oh, of my what? higher up coworkers loves to watch those. So you, you know who I mean. Yeah. So now well, we like watching my 600 pound life. And every time that show comes on, I get fucking hungry. <laughs> I thought maybe because you were like, look, I still have a chance no matter how much I weigh. Uh, well, I look at it this way. Um, what he's looking at is the food that they're eating. He's like, oh, that looks good. No, I no. What it, what it really is, is it's a training video for Carrie on how to tend to me. And <laughs> you know, baby. another way she's got to train for you is to get her forklift license and certification. <laughs> you bad well, buck. That comes later down. <laughs> yeah. And then we make Taylor watch it because you know what? She's young. And now that, now that I, I have officially adopted her, it's her responsibility to, to take care of me. <laughs> so she needs to know this stuff too. So, <laughs> Does she realize that she's going to have to clean your 500-pound ass? Yeah. That she's going to have to get in there like she's spreading yeah. full body I keep pillows. telling her, you need to exercise because you're too fucking skinny. And when I get fat and you have to lift up that fold and hold it up with one arm and scrub it with the brush with the other one, <laughs> you're not going to be able to do it. With the toilet brush? <laughs> like she's fucking scrubbing an elephant? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna to have to pick up my boob like a sandbag and throw it over your shoulder. Look, Don't there you go racist, again, Angela. I, you <laughs> said it, I didn't. There you go again, the both of you guys. It's, it's, hey, it's, clean it up. Look, yeah, get your shit together. Just because you guys are pale doesn't mean that you can get racist. I was telling her not to get racist because she got racist the last time I said that. Yeah, but you well, brought I didn't it up. Say it this time. You brought it up knowing that she was going to get racist again. Well, I was trying to prevent it. Liar. <laughs> Sound like some anti antagonizing to me. Yeah. Uh, she, she's like, ooh, I could say it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Am I wrong in, in to assume that why everybody likes that show is because it's a fucking train wreck? Probably. I'm going to have to say, yeah. I've, even though I've never seen it, I, I kind of get the basis of the story by by what people have said about it. But um, I would have to say people like watching disasters. Look, call me uppity, but I don't find anything entertaining about hanging out with people that I wouldn't want to hang out with normally. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to turn them on to my television and be like, oh, this is entertaining. Yeah, I don't hang out no. with people like that because I don't like the chaos and the dumb shit. And I'm well, not going to yeah. watch them from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do watch My 600 Pound Life because I have experience, because I have... It's research. You know, I, I, I have used to... I, I, I did hang out with you and Junior quite a bit. Whatever. So I can kind of relate. Listen here, chubby. <laughs> <laughs> You're catching up to us fast. Uh, no, I'm slowing down. Whatever. That's bullshit. I'm steady. Look, from last steady episode. Steady gaining weight. <laughs> steady gaining weight. I've plateaued at five pounds a week. <laughs> it's a steady weekly gain. That's right. I, I plateaued. It's maybe a Grand Canyon type plateau. But 
but it's a plateau. <laughs> no peaks. So I'm know. like, when you go from episode, what was that, episode four that he was in? Mm. To episode six, I think this is going to be. Yeah. And you notice that your face is slowly getting swallowed by your fat neck. <laughs> yeah, why? Because I don't go to the gym anymore because they... Anymore? Well, they suspended my, my membership. Because you didn't show up? <laughs> well, no, because the, the virus won't let me go. Listen here. You, can you can't run claim, outside. You can't claim Talk that you went Angela, to the gym. run outside. You can't claim that you went <laughs> to the gym just so, so you show up and pay a membership. He goes there for no. the smoothie bar. He's like, I went to the gym today, paid my membership, and went home and ate. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually very good about going. You know, we we Carrie and I would go to the gym every other day. Um, you know, for an hour, and you know, I, I would always feel like I had to hang my head out the window, you know, to be able to breathe again. What, um, what? Then, what are you talking then, about? Well, because you know, we're working out, and I so fat you know just walking 30 feet you breathe heavy oh, so imagine if you're you're just you know, running out of air <laughs> moving moving other body parts around a lot you know for an hour straight you get, <laughs> it's like a very, tidal wave effect <laughs> you get very very tight so um and, and then on the weekends you know we would walk up and down the beach mm-hmm. and so i was you know steadily losing weight not at a uh a, a you know, a, a, a steep climb like this, a but it was more like this. <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't it was a steep, steep climb like this. It was more like a steep climb like this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you go to the gym, you clearly need to eat Sonic when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. That's a requirement. When, when you refer to your weight loss as a climb... Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you you know that this is not a downhill <laughs> that there's nothing downhill going on here <laughs> well there was one time i put on facebook that i that i you know had started taking photographs of myself you know so that i could show you know my weight loss but it's just a slideshow of me getting fatter and that's basically what my life is summed up up. your your slideshow (laughs) looks like you've been stretched out (laughs) (laughs) you're like somebody put this flip book in here backwards yeah yeah you're going the wrong way yeah (laughs) yeah yeah the pages seem to be getting larger too (laughs) <laughs> the the paper you started out with is really small. Now it looks like poster board. <laughs> it's those yeah. rolls of like butcher block paper. It just yeah. keeps going. That's yeah. right. It just keeps going. Yeah, it turned <laughs> into a scroll instead of a flip book. Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. One of those machines that they have when they print newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> you got a reel. <laughs> Yeah. No, hold the page sideways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. I think where are we at? We're probably over two hours at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's, I'm gonna have to eat something. Speaking of being fat, 
Yeah, I need to eat too because I, I haven't eaten anything today except for a cupcake. You're a goddamn liar. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are because I see those fucking rice cakes on the desk behind you. Nobody, nobody intentionally eats rice cakes. Somebody Carrie, is. Carrie has to because she can't have gluten and she can't have a whole lot of uh, carbs because she's diabetic. So, um, you know, rice cakes it is. And you eat them too. I I only eat the little ones, but That's I ate the bag of yesterday. <laughs> listen, listen here. All those rice cakes in that bag are the same size. It doesn't matter if you want to say oh, one is no, slightly smaller. That bag, I don't eat that bag. Fuck that. Those what? things are like this thick and and round, and I eat the the little ones that are like this big. Bite like size. Thing. Yeah. It's so like instead of eating size. one big one, he eats like twenty little ones. Thirty five. Yeah, he eats a whole box of little ones. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike, Mike's like. And those ones don't have any flavoring on them. I need mine to be covered in sugar and cinnamon and everything. <laughs> the ranch ones are much better. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. Ugh. Oh, they're fucking wonderful. You're Gross. sick. Uh-huh. Yeah. You I almost up. throw Next up in my mouth. Yeah. Go, buy, go buy yourself a bag and Look, eat that. Those things are basically <laughs> styrofoam. I'm not that desperate Ranch-flavored styrofoam. I'm not that desperate for food either, but I really do enjoy eating. Now, I'll eat those cookies that are like styrofoam. I had some the other day. Oh, those wafers. Yeah. The strawberry wafers. The strawberry styrofoam cookies. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. He's like, look, I'm not having having a thick piece of cardboard. I want a thin one. Mine have. (laughs) It has to be flavored. They're easier to bite into. Mine have frosting. (laughs) <laughs> might have frostings and they come in sticks this is like eating sticks. fish sticks except for their styrofoam and frosting strawberry frosted fish sticks <laughs> strawberry frosting fish sticks yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds delicious yeah. yeah so anyways man are you ready to do your job right this time and not mess it up angela <laughs> I don't know. I can't make any guarantees. I, I'm hungry, so that's impaired my judgment right now. Yeah, I keep telling her. I was like, "Look, if you don't make any mistakes, I don't have to do any post editing." And since I told her that, I've been doing nothing but post editing. <laughs> <laughs> Too much pressure. Well, yeah. I remember the show starting off with a post edit. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes in. Yeah, it did. that wasn't my fault. That though. was your fault. Yeah, and it was my fault because I didn't catch it. <laughs> the last episode everything went great she even actually finished well but then she tells me after it was recorded that i spelt our guest name wrong Ooh. and i was like i've added too many l's to her name because i was in a hurry to change it and she was on your show before how could you fuck that up like why, why well, because you i was just it? typing my keyboard's kind of fucked up i don't really like it mm-hmm. so i didn't notice it and the l's are very close together and i was like oh shit i gotta change her name real quick what do you mean l's are close together when you there's write... only one l on the keyboard no when you put <laughs> when you type when you type two l's they're very close together on the screen and i was in a rush and my dyslexia didn't catch it so yeah that's what happened i get it <laughs> so then it took me hours and hours worth of posts to try to fix that mm. so yeah hopefully hopefully we get our shit together this time <laughs> I, I hope so. so i hope so well angela when she's you know she's obviously in charge of the computer or something and and you know she's you guys are sharing the screen with me so i can see what your screen looks like yeah that mouse 
is fucking going all over the fucking place. Like, <laughs> it's a <I> distraction. Have... <laughs> <laughs> like, like she's bored and she's just going like this with the mouse, just like I have to keep it awake. Yeah, that that's uh, another problem I have. That keyboard and mouse uh, came together and they're they're um, Bluetooth connected, uh, and they're both battery powered. They recharge via USB. So they shut down. The mouse will shut off in the middle of you using it. So you have to like click it and oh. or you got to keep moving it around. It's kind of annoying for our setup. We're probably going to have to get wired stuff. Oh, I, got, I thought it was because you guys are having a secret conversation and she's just drawing circles around your head of saying, that's the fat part. And that's... <laughs> I would need a bigger circle for that. A bigger circle? A bigger a circle. A bigger? A bigger circle? Yep. You it's so big, I don't even have the proper word for yeah, it. It's so big that she stumbled. Yeah. Yep. I think she's Donald Trump. It's very bigly. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's great. It's very bigler. It's very bigler of you. Yeah. It's very bigler of you. <laughs> I noticed I that when he, my, I, my hunger is getting bigger and bigger by the minute we need to eat. <laughs> because I've been forced to watch him during his press conferences. To, because <laughs> I won't watch regular news. Like, I'm just not fucking doing it. I'm, I'm going to pay attention to the press conferences. And that's it. Because the news is so fucking out of line right now. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I watched the same interview that they watched. And they turned it into nothing but doom and gloom. And I'm like, come on now. Get your shit together. So I've been forced to watch him, and it's been interesting to watch him because when he's struggling to read his paper, <laughs> that's it's very noticeable. That's when he starts saying all of those terms that he likes to use. Everything, yeah. everything's really good. It's great. It's wonderful. You know it's those wonderful. those things that he always says. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch him closely, you'll you'll realize those are his fillers. Yeah. Those are his way of buying himself time until he gets back on subject yeah because <laughs> the, the because the teleprompter is moving way too fucking fast so they need to back it up and he just <laughs> <laughs> back that shit up. well it's funny though because those are the things that that certain news outlets are using to hold against him and i'm like you know that he's using that as filler because he's trying to get to the subjects that matter, and you're oh, yeah. fucking using that against him like it's like it's facts. Yeah, and I'm like, God it's, damn it. it's all. I mean, it's it's all propaganda. Everyone has an agenda, yeah. and so you know, it's just them pushing their agenda by you know saying, oh well, you know this and this, but then they'll turn around and say something else that contradicts it. So I mean, that's why media is is a joke. I don't, honest, I don't really know what I, I don't know. You know if you're going to watch happen. a media outlet to get news and actually just get the news and not the bullshit that comes along with it is you, you have, you have to watch Al Jazeera because they're the only ones that just give you, this is what's happening. Probably because those guys it. are scared. And then they move on. They're scared and then... of getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> they're like but, the, the news outlet in these these other countries that are really aggressive government. They're like, look, we do, we got to be careful on what we say. Yeah. <laughs> Before exactly. we disappear. Exactly. So, so we we just gonna stick to the facts here because if we give our opinion, we're gonna end up. Wearing Dead. some hood and some fucking dirt hut somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah. You 
I, I, I've talked about it. Look, what we do here could, is considered media. And yeah. the the freedoms that, that the media has as far as their what they can publish and everything gets very murky in terms of freedom of speech. It all kind of meshes together. But well, it's the FCC is so... going to give you a fine for all this stuff that Angela puts out there. Yeah, well, they can't yet. Yet. I guarantee well, they're the, going to try. The show hasn't gone live yet. Well, no. <clears throat> the FCC doesn't regulate the internet yet. Yet. I'm sure that's going to... But once they catch on... Yeah, I'm sure that it's, it's heading that direction. Yeah. Um, but something's got to happen with our regular media. I don't know what the fix is, but it's not good. I, there was a news article last night that that I was watching this video, and I didn't know what it was. It was some one of the representatives of Florida was complaining because 3M was not selling them any masks. Mm-hmm. And he was explaining to the news what the situation was. And what it is is 3M doesn't actually sell to anybody as a company. They... They supply their distributors and their distributors sell to the third party. And as a result, the states are not able to go to 3M and purchase directly from them. Well, this representative from Florida was saying, you know, that's all fine and dandy, whatever. It is what it is. The problem is, is that when we go to the distributors, the distributors don't want to sell it to us. They'll take our money, but they won't Mm -hmm. ship it to us because they're out of stock. Because their priority is these other countries that are coming to them paying more and paying cash. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're basically the 3M distributors are treating this like a bid war with the supplies that they have. And, yeah. they're, and they're leaving states out hung to dry. So I'm, I'm watching this and, you know, that's one story. But I'm watching this and it was on ABC News, I think it was. The amount of fucking fear mongering and dog shit that they spewed out during this video that I was watching was so overwhelming that I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it it was, it was so blatant that I was like, I know, I know what you're doing, but I don't know why. And I don't know why it's legal, but I don't know what the fix is. Yeah. I'm like, you guys already have the world's attention. Why do you have to do that? Because you're not you're not making the situation better for anybody. Because they have an agenda, you well, know, and they want to be able to push their agenda onto everybody else. And the best way to to to, to get people's attention is to scare the shit out of them and 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 let them know that the only solution is them, and that's it. And you're the only way you're going to find out how you're going to be able to cure anything is if you make sure you you one donate money to us or pay attention pay attention to me it's it's a it's an attention whore type of scenario it's it's strange i don't really know what to make of it because i mean because like i, I mean like there's, I said, there's you already have their attention the media the media news is supposed to stand for notable notable events whether in sports mm-hmm. um and they turn notable events into everything and they want to put their own little spin on it and give their opinion. No one really gives a shit about your fucking opinion. But Just tell us what the fuck is happening. Because they watch it. You yeah. know, and that's what it was. You know, I'm, 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 I'm forced to watch this bullshit because I want to know what the situation is with 3M. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying they were – to make this clear, 
I'm not saying that they were overblowing the situation with 3M. There was other content in the video that was being put out there unrelated to the issue that Florida was having with 3M that I had to endure to get to the topic that I wanted to pay attention to. Yeah, you got to filter through the bullshit. And all of that bullshit was, I mean, look, if I'm an 80-year-old woman or man sitting at home because I can't go nowhere and I'm watching the news to try to educate myself on what the what I need to do to be safe because I'm high probability of, of getting this and potentially dying from it. Mm. I'm going to be horrified. Yeah. Watching absolutely. that. I'm going to be so fucking scared. Well, they, <laughs> it, they're, it, it's the way they're portraying everything is this is the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, you know, no zombies involved, but yeah, this, this is yet, but that, that might happen. <laughs> you know, now, and you know, they're going to have everyone out there wearing masks now because the CDC said today that everyone should be wearing some sort of a fabric mask just to reduce the risk. Yeah. So everyone's going to be, I mean, you already see people and I, and, and I know you have people on your newsfeed that do this, that are wearing their bandana or they're decorating their mask to look like they're, you know, you know, stylish. Peter, Peter Piper pumpkin eater or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they're trying to jazz <laughs> so, all up, make, <laughs> making them look like their masks are more stylish than next or whatever. Yeah, they, it's yeah, a fashion that's, statement. That's, that's the new thing, you know. Since now girls can't go to the hairstylist to get their hair done, now they're going to put on these masks where they're the one looks that looks like, like a Muppet, that blue one. Looks, yeah, yeah, the new purse. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the new purse. Exactly. They're, they're going to have Gucci written on their face. Or, <laughs> Louis, Vuitton. Louis, <laughs> yeah. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Fucking dust masks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, just give it some time because they already said like a couple of the fashion houses are already doing that. So. Oh, I'm, I'm 100% sure of it. I'm just, I don't know, man. I just want to make some I'm, myself. I'm just know? concerned and about it. Look. Just put body parts two, in their mouth. Two months ago, everybody would make fun of, you know, China because those people walked around wearing masks all the time. You know, mm -hmm. And for those that don't know, a big part of that was because the pollution in China is horrendous, yeah. you know, prior to all of this. Well, and, if you really want to know the truth, I mean, there's a lot of Vietnamese and Asian population here, mm -hmm. tons of them, especially close to where we live, because little Saigon is about like two miles up the road. Mm -hmm. And they always wear masks. Yeah. Before this even happened, when we moved here five years ago, I mean, everyone was wearing a mask. Yeah. And it, they're the purpose wasn't so that they don't get sick. The purpose was so that they could stay pale. What? Was so that they could stay pale. They don't want to tan. They want to look white. That's Remember a, what Vaughn told us? Yeah, you know what? I don't know if that, I don't know. Okay. This, this gets into a slippery slope because people are going to think that we're off onto some weird shit. But I know for a fact. Because we were told firsthand. We have, we have a Vietnamese aunt. Mm -hmm. And... She told us firsthand that it is an Asian trend for people to be as white as possible. Absolutely. If you were if you were a dark-skinned Asian, you were seen as low class. Yes, because you yes. work outside. Because you work outside. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's interesting. It's, it's, this I never is true. Heard, I never heard that the mask was for that. I know that in the Chinese in the Chinese population, a big part of the reason why people wear masks in, in China is because of pollution. Is because the pollution is so bad. Yeah. 
but it, but my point was is that two months ago, the people in this country would make fun of that. We yeah. made we made fun of Middle Eastern women wearing Middle Eastern garb, and yeah. now we're showing up to fucking Walmart in a trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> You know, or a Halloween mask or whatever, a Halloween mask or someone's got their fucking underwear on their face and it, it's very weird. That was Ralph. He did that. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, I know. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> that that was an that. underwear he, ninja. He did that before it was a fashion trend too. Yeah. <laughs> right. You should have put a patent on that. <laughs> I didn't discover it. That, that Puerto Rican lady did. That's all right. If you didn't have the patent, you could have scored and, and did it yourself. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, man. It, I, I I would be lying to say that I'm not feeling like I'm to the point of snapping. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's, that's because you're in your house all day and you don't leave your domain. Go take Angela to work one day. I do. Get yeah. out of the house every I do. day. I do, but it's, it's every day. <laughs> it's not that. I, I just, She's trying to solicit a ride every day. Yes. Like well, I told him about that. I said, "Don't, don't." don't. I I told him, and he said, "No." So like he like, doesn't give me a only, ride every day? Only only on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back to work on Monday because our, our employer, you know, got a what is it, an exemption. Yeah. Because of our work situation is dramatically different from other people's work situation. Makes um, sense. And you know, the fact that we can't go to work doesn't make any sense because nine times out of ten, we're on some boat working by ourselves. You know, yeah, there's there's some situations where we may be working together, but it's few and far between. So it just it doesn't make any sense that we have to be, you know, sent home, given the nature of what we do for for a living. So on on that hand, I'm very grateful that I get to go back to work. Yeah, but I have I have an overwhelming concern about what work is going to be when I get there. Yeah. And I, and I think this is something that a lot of people may not be paying attention to. I know that there's a lot of people that are, but when we are all allowed to go back to work, it's, there's a bunch of us, there's a bunch of us that are going to really have a hard time with it. And not because we're used to not being at work, what we're going to have a hard time with is the overwhelming squeeze that's going to be put on us to get things done. Not not to get things done, the safety squeeze. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you may have one person, <clears throat> and it doesn't even have to be management. You may have mm-hmm. one person that works at the same location as you that's totally fine. Let's just get back to work, business as usual. We're great. Mm-hmm. Well, you may have somebody else that also works there that is still very scared. Yep, yeah. I experienced that just a couple of days ago. And I have somebody at work that does that. She tells me, she says, "Don't tell me if this is weird." But she says, "You know, because we had last weekend, we had you know a bunch of people come in to get melanomas removed, mm-hmm. and so you know, so of course you know I want everyone to dress up, you know." protect yourself, put on a, a, a gown and a mask and everything else. And she says, I went into the parking lot and stripped naked before I got in my car. I'm yeah. like, yeah, two, two things. One, you, that's not necessary. And you know, there's a lot of perverts out there. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
you should not be getting naked. This is not a strip club. This is a medical facility. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't like, um, what time do you, were you in the parking lot? Yeah. Where's, like, the, where's the security like, cameras? I'm like, everyone's going to start calling you, you know, uh, uh, you know, medical assistant Pepper. You know, something like that because <laughs> she, says, she, says, she says, is that because I'm Hispanic? I'm like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of people that are already like that. I mean, they're, they want to come to work and they're ready to come to work, but they're, they're scared and they don't know how to, ha how to handle it. Yeah. And, and, and this, know, is, the, this is, this is what my concern is. is that even if when they allow everyone to go back to work, you know, everyone having to wear masks and whatnot, it's probably going to have to last for a long time because this it's the disease isn't going anywhere. No, that's, that's what my, my concern is. And I'm not saying that these people don't have valid reasons to be scared. And I know that we st you start talking about subjects like this and everybody, you know, you get those that are gung-ho, fuck this, this is bullshit, it's overblown, let's get back to work and stop being pussies. But then you got a huge portion of our population that are legitimately scared. Yeah. And, and rightfully so, because they've gotten the shit scared out of them. And they're concerned about dying, they're concerned about killing their loved ones and so on and so forth. But that fear is going to change everything. And there's going to be certain people that really, really struggle with that change. You know, whether yeah. it be... So what that's going to do is that's going to put a burden on the mental health system. Yes. Because they're not going to know... People are, are going to... Everyone on the planet is going to have PTSD all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and even the ones that are like, let's just get back to work because what's going to happen... And look... Here's a scenario. You go to work and and you're you're of sound mind and and whatever, and you try to, you're trying to think of things as rationally as possible, and you get an individual there that that sees something and they get really scared over it. You know, mm -hmm. kind of like this situation where people are, you know, I have a friend of mine who he's a mechanic. You know, he gets a car in and all their dirty latex gloves are on the fucking floor of their car. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You're using all these gloves and then you throw them on the floor of your car and close the door and the window and you're breathing it all in. So put them in the garbage. Yeah. You know, it's there when when rational minded people start seeing excessive pressure being put on them in ways that doesn't make logical sense, they're gonna get mad. I think the only places um, that are going to be able to adjust just fine are places that have not closed and had to adapt to a different way of doing business. Little by little. Little by little. Yeah. And then going back. So they are already. Or if you, or if you work in a clean used, room. <laughs> they're, already, they're, well, they're already used to having to do something that's drastically different than what they're normally that they normally do and have to do it a different way in order to be able to function. Yeah. Well, you're never going to be able to go back and function the way you were a hundred percent before mm -hmm. because you've already adapted these changes and these changes seem to be and are working. So you're going to keep those and you're going to grow with that. And you're probably going to be better off, mm -hmm. but the ones that are just shut down and then start back up again, there's no, 
there's no gradual movement into all getting things going again. All the change and all the reaction is instantaneous. Yes, it's an, so and that's have, where it's going to be difficult. You have a higher, higher potential of volati volatility yes. that's going to erupt. And, and people that aren't working and they're collecting the unemployment, one, they're going to get used to that. A lot of people will because most people are, be quite frank, lazy. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to be laid off because they can collect unemployment. And sure, that's a relief on your employer so that you're, you can go back to work. But there's no guarantees in that, mm -hmm. you know, because these even though your employer, you know, let you go so that you can collect unemployment and, you know, it releases a financial burden on them, that employer still has to eat and pay their rent and keep their business alive so that it doesn't dissipate in the wake of everything falling apart. Correct. And then they have to find new employees because either you found another job or you're too comfortable on unemployment. Correct. Yep. There's going to be a lot of employers that just decide that when it's all said and done, they're going to be like, oh, no, we haven't let you go while they hired all new people anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's going to be a lot of weird They're going to find out, you know, it's, it's, you know, and this is kind of a shitty thing to say about, you know, non-essential people, um, is that a lot of businesses are going to come back and be like, you know what, you really were non-essential. Yeah, yeah, we got we could get it done with half the people yeah. we had before. Yeah, well, we well, found not, out that we found out that, that we were able to operate and not have to pay rent for this building, so there's nowhere for you to come back to. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but don't ever underestimate greed. I mean, it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. So you get a business that now has an excuse to work off of a very limited workforce, and they're mm -hmm. going to take it. Oh yeah. And, and that is the truth. They're going to say, well, we don't have a choice but to work on a limited for workforce, and you guys are just going to have to work harder because of this virus. There's mm -hmm. people that are absolutely going to take advantage of that. There's no, you can't argue oh, yeah. that that's not going to happen. It may not happen in a broad scope. I don't know. But there are going to be employers that definitely take advantage of that situation. Yes. And and they can save a lot of money doing that, so the profit margin goes way up. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the reality is, is that you know when when the government decides to let everyone go back to work, and I suspect it's probably going to be done on a gradual scale. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they're going to do it. They definitely can't do it on a the light is green, everybody go, because no. what's going to happen if they do that is that it's going to become a race to see who gets to the top of the heap. Yep. Because right now the playing field's been level and everybody that's business savvy knows that. And they know mm -hmm. that in a situation like this, it's prime opportunity for growth. Yeah. You know, and. I mean, there's tons of businesses that are out there using this time to one, be able to function and upgrade their business. Yes. They're, they're, the loans are getting easier for them to, to get so mm -hmm. they can, bring in more equipment and prepare for expansion and growth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some businesses out there that aren't taking the chance because they're concerned, but there's yeah. others that are definitely taking the chance. And it's kind of like they're all sitting down at the poker table. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the ones that play their cards right are going to fucking win, and they know that. Yeah. They, they know the stakes are really, really high, and some of them are willing to, to, to gamble big. <laughs> exactly. I just, I just but get... 
you can't underestimate the reactions of people. And mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the reactions of everyone having to stay at home. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, I mean, it, the people are going to the extreme and, you know, there's the ones that are making light of everything and, you know, being able to, you know, adjust and just kind of have fun with it. But then at the same time, you have these people like, oh, my God, I can't work. At the, you, no one needs to leave the house, you know, and, you know, they, they they go into a panic like they did over here. And they're like, OK, we're closing the parking lot to the beaches. OK, now we're going to close the beach. OK, now you people still don't want to get out. We're going to close the grass in between the street and the sand. Well, it's like these people. It's like, are, it's like it's these like, people okay, are creating they're, committees. They're preparing on, themselves for for um, like a complete martial law, so so to speak. Well, I mean, we are in martial law. They just <clears throat> it's they, just not official. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it seems like people as individuals, not all of them, but a lot of them are getting to the point where they're wanting to police everybody. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm everyone wants to be everyone wants to be the boss. I'm at home snitch and, on everybody. And, and whatever the rationale is behind it, it, it's becoming a snitch thing or becoming a hey, let me tell you how you could be more safe thing. And you know, I keep using this this situation where we've gone to the store because <clears throat> outside of having to go to the store, we don't go anywhere. You know, yeah. I, I pick her up from work and or the bus stop or whatever, and that's my extent of going outside. So yeah. when we go to the store, I can tell even I can tell that the employees that are currently working at the stores are starting to feel like the pressure's too much. Yeah, they get they're very agitated. Yes. And and it, and I don't I don't think it's one individual thing. I'm sure that there's employees at the store that are scared. I'm yeah. sure they're they're like, "Man, I can't I can't leave this job." Uh, you know, I, I've got to pick or choose, you know. That's the thing, too, is there's a lot of people that are very scared, but they have to pay their bills. Yeah. But then I can tell that there's people that I can tell that they're like, this, this is too much. Yeah. You can see it on their faces. Oh, yeah. You can see it in the way that they're performing, that they're like, this is too much. Yeah. They're having an anxiety attack just trying to, you know, check in your groceries. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's let's face it. Jobs are stressful. Period. Before all this happened, jobs are stressful. Some of us had really stressful jobs. Mm. You throw on a fucking squeeze hold of safety on them. And yeah, it gets going to get worse. And people in really stressful jobs are, they're going to snap. They're going to snap. They're going to be like, that's it. I can't fucking do this. Yeah. You know, and you're going to have people walking out of work. And and I hate to say this, but you're probably going to have legitimate lawsuits being filed against companies. Oh, yeah. You know, because, you know, what's legal and what's not legal in terms yeah. of, of the safety being implemented on people? You know, it's just it's going it, to it's going to get kind of crazy. And it's, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to definitely be different once things go in, in, in back to what we want to think is going to be normal. But it's never going to be normal. No. But it's it's going to be a very interesting thing to see. Yeah. I think, you know, level-headed people like like ourselves are probably going to adjust to it just fine. But I don't know about but, me. <laughs> That's a big concern for me because I'm the type of person that my outspokenness may make me fucking say some shit that may yeah, get me in trouble. Yeah, you tend to put your foot in your mouth. You know, so, you know, that definitely is a concern for me because at, at some point I always hit my breaking point of 
stop. That's it. Enough yeah. is enough. Stop yeah. fucking pushing. You yeah. know, and I'm the type of person that will say something like that. And then it's like, well, what does that turn into? Yeah, it turns into it just turns into an argument, which you know, which isn't good. It's not a positive thing. Yeah, it's like, is is this going to turn into a, something that, that my whole lifestyle gets derailed and I need to go find a different place of employment that who knows that situation may be the same thing there too? Yeah. You know, there's just a lot of uncertainties and stress and stuff that comes along with it that that I don't think a lot of people that are currently working or sitting at home realize what is going to happen and, and mm-hmm. this is not going to be easy for people to get through i i, no, I know not. that i'm not the only person that's going to struggle with this no there's <laughs> going to be a lot of people that do it's going to be it's going to be completely different yeah my biggest struggle i think is going to be uh not being able to go 80 miles an hour on the 405 yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna go back down to two miles an hour i'm telling and you i'm gonna be extremely pissed off. i'm telling you right now i see those five <laughs> lanes opened up and the fucking pictures and stuff like that and i'm like this is prime drag racing it really is <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you can fucking do 200 fucking miles an hour on those freeways and yeah. be safe I mean, as can be as safe as can and everyone does everyone is going 100 miles an hour with yeah. Everyone everyone's taking full advantage of being able to go as fast as you want. Yeah. And how the, how is the police situation out there? Is there a lot of them out and about? Don't really see very many. Yeah. I I honestly think the police don't want to get themselves involved with anything either. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. They, they have the, they have the same fear and concerns that they're human just like everybody else, so they're yeah. You know, they have the same concerns of like, I'm not stopping that motherfucker. He looks like he's got corona. I'm not I'm not taking the risk of getting coronavirus over a speeding ticket. Over a speeding bit, ticket. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's some of that going on. I, I've just, that's something else that I've been curious about. Is yeah. over- I'm sure that their main focus is things like, you know, domestic violence. You know, domestic violence has went up quite a bit because people didn't realize that they ha- can't really speak spend a lot of time with their family without beating them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but I mean, the amount of stress that's on people, you know, yeah. in a confined area. And yeah. like I said, people snap. People snap. You know, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's real too. And it's like, how many of those cases are being ignored even even still? because Even still, because no one wants to go and deal with it. They're just like, nah, fuck that. There's bigger things to worry about, Ben. Well, I don't well, want to not, get sick. Not just bigger things to deal with, but it, let's be honest here. In, in a domestic violence situation, you go over to these houses where chaos is ensuing, and there's a high probability that you're going to have to snatch somebody by their fucking arm or neck and throw them to the ground and wrestle around with somebody. And It's the most dangerous part of a police officer's job is going to a domestic violence. Yeah, because. So- you because the tensions are real because the, the people involved are close. Yes. So it, it's a dangerous situation to begin with. And now um, now you have to worry about getting sick on top. Now of you have to worry about getting sick. It's like, okay, so I'm not going to die by somebody shooting me. I'm going to die because somebody gave me the flu. <laughs> yeah. You know? You know, it, it's joking, but, yeah, I mean, it's very real. I mean, yeah. there's, there's going to be a lot of people out there that, that are seeing it like that and they're not going to want to do their job to the fullest capacity. So anyway, man, I got to get going, man. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Hopefully it didn't get too serious this time around. People still enjoy it. (laughs) It was a good good three hours. So I think I got, uh, Jesus Christ. You got got 
Patrick and Julie uh, beat, so yeah, uh, it gives them something to strive for. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get a message from Julie's management. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, what gonna, the fuck? I'm actually going to record another episode tomorrow with her and a friend from Arizona. So no. we'll, we'll see how that goes time-wise. <laughs> well, well, good luck. So, good luck. Anyway, it's always a good time. Yeah. Um, love you, man. So, love you too. You and Angela have a good night. Yep. Take care of yourself. If you get coronavirus, make sure you give Carrie a big kiss. We'll do, we'll do another podcast, and I'll just cough into here a few times. Let's see if we can spread it through the internet. <laughs> All right. All right. Love you, man. Talk to you All later. Right. You. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Remember to subscribe, comment, like, everybody. Um, share the video, tag your friends, whatever. Just help spread the word about us, and we'll talk to you later.